All right. Yes, yes, y'all. I'm back. We back. All of us are back. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being awesome. And thank you for being a part of the new wrinkle on the brain, which is what we do. We put a new wrinkle on the brain. We give out data. I check out some videos so you don't have to because there's so, so many thousands and thousands of thousands of different things you could be doing right now. But the, but the, but you're here with me. I appreciate it. I thank you. I know that you're here for a reason. So I'm going to be here for my reason and make sure it's worth it for you. Um, yeah. So it is currently July 5th. July 4th was just a couple hours ago. Uh, and I wanted to come back because I know it's been a while since I've done the podcast. So I wanted to come back and just really jump straight at something that I don't want to have to do again. <laughs> I, I hope that this is an example of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to knock this out. I'm not going to have to come back to this. I might have to come back to this a lot though. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how this works out. Um, but this is just one of the many examples of the problems with our understanding in politics. Now I know I said I said the P word. People are already like, oh, I don't do politics. So I don't I don't look into it. I, I don't know. Or there's the deep. I follow that every day. Let's go. I mean, whatever, whichever part of the fence you fall on, it's important. And uh, it's said all the time. Every election cycle, it's said the same time. It's, it's always said the same. Uh, this is the most important election ever. This one probably is. This is. This one probably is, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back with some reasons why. Because I think we fail to understand the situation in which we have found ourselves. Ooh, now that might be a nice little twist for the episode. I had some some uh, clips here already kind of queued up, but as I'm talking, I'm thinking and I'm like yo yeah this is this is huge this is some gnarly stuff so what we'll do I'm gonna open up this one and then we're gonna open up this one I'm gonna do this one all right cool 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 I think I have an idea I think I messed around and got an idea ain't that something so This is going to be good. Yeah, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to save this one because this one I might have. Yeah, this one I haven't I haven't watched yet. So I don't want to I don't want to jump too deep into the deep end on this one. But what's going to be great is you're going to get a live reaction of whatever happens on on my la the last clip here because. This last clip might <laughs> this last clip might do some things. So we're gonna go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one where it is because holy shit, holy shit! I didn't know they did anything. I didn't know they did anything at all. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll start off here with my guys, the Cartier family up in here chilling. I got my homie BX. 
Beast Boy Extra. I mean, I don't even know where this gonna go either. Like, we just gonna see this together, y'all. <laughs> like, we gonna call this the reaction video. Like, because <laughs> I mean, it's the same. Fun fact: it might be similar reactions. Because <laughs> I mean, it's just so bad. It, it's it's so so bad. So we're <laughs> we're gonna jump around. We'll check out the bad as much as we can. And what I'll do, what I'll do to save us a lot of time, like I'm going to jump between, I'm going to see if I can pull this off. I have the actual interview and then like different people who have different takes at different times. So I'm going to jump around a lot. Um, for those with ADHD, you'll love this episode. Um, for those who do not have the ADHD and you're sitting there like focused on what I'm saying, you get ready for a ride because this is going to be some shit. <laughs> this is about to be fucking crazy. All right. So um, let's get it in. I'm very excited about this. This actually makes me laugh. And let me get to the laughter part first. Here's why. Here's 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 why it's funny. Here's why politics are funny. Let, let me first just say, if you're not into or not sure if you're okay with politics or where you stand, like maybe you, you're undecided. Um, I hear a lot of my friends consider themselves, oh, I, I don't know if I'm a Republican or Democrat. I don't know, dude. I, I don't do politics. I don't know. Perfect. I'm going to talk to that person first, and I'm going to kind of piece it up. I'm going to piece it all up. I have I have something for the blue no matter who's. I have stuff for the, the MAGA folk, the, the, you know, the real, we believe bread, we Vote Republican until we die. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Everyone just sit tight. I'm going to come back with it. Um, I'm going to have some pieces for kind of both camps, which is going to be great. Before I get into those pieces, I want you to hear an excerpt of the interview before we have an interruption. Because the interruption is what's really going to give us a lot of the reactions. There was an interview with the Breakfast Club. We all know who the Breakfast Club is. I'm gonna I'm gonna address all of this. Let, you know, let me write this down because there's some shit today. <laughs> like we we got some shit popping today. All right, so okay, all right. Let me start off my hate right here. <laughs> so, so, let me just get straight to it. I hate some shit. There's some things I hate. And for a lot of people, and especially for those who are non-political, like someone who doesn't know if they're Republican or Democrat, eh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't do politics, bro. I don't follow it. I don't know enough. Great. Yeah, great. Someone who admits that they don't know enough or admits that they don't know really truly where they land right now, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is the wisest thing to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, if you're being wise, yes, you probably won't be able to agree right now with either side of what politics used to be, because what politics used to be has changed. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. I had to close my, close my garage door there. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, let's talk about it. Um. Politics from a non-partisan, non-labeling location is probably the best. I really do. I 100% agree to that. 
a lot of it is because the Democratic Party is not what you remember it to be in the 1980s or 90s. That Democratic Party is not here. Um, the Democratic Party of the 80s and 90s would be considered MAGA. Fun fact. Now, I'm going to throw a lot of labels out here. When I say the word MAGA, it's not always negative because a lot of the Make America Great Again people, not exactly all of them are terrible. We have the Carrie Lakes of the world. We have the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 DeSantis of the world. And, and I think when they're in their roles as governors, or even on the road to being in the in the election process for, to be a governor, I heard a lot of amazing things from these two. Now, one's in Arizona, one's in Florida, so there's a very big difference of what should be happening in their state, but they're both going through the same thing. Kind of similar to what we're going through here in Texas. So I do have a very close vibe and close connection with what's going on there, which I think is really, really important. Now, with that being said, People who don't follow politics may not understand that there was a lot of changes that have happened to the Republican Party. So the Republican Party has unveiled itself as a very young, as a very uh, astute, very aware, very smart group of people. They are not idiots. No, they, they, are, they are long from <laughs> the, the stupid Republicans that we remember from yesteryear. You know, so if you're thinking 1980s, 1990s Republicans, yes, you might be correct. They were kind of weird, creepy old men that just didn't seem trustworthy of keeping them with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying they would do anything to their kids or your kids. Or I'm not saying they do things to kids. However, that idea of what Republicans used to be is literally personified in our current president right now, Biden, because he's kind of a Republican, which is it's weird. It's so weird for me to say, but it's true. He's that hardcore, I will bomb stuff first and ask questions later, give me money so I can do whatever I choose to with it, Republican. He's that Republican from the 1990s and 80s that everyone used to hate. He is that. He, he's, he's a personification of all of those things. That's currently why we have a lot of inflation, meaning you're paying a lot more for stuff, gas, food. You probably noticed that. Um, that also is the reason that he's doing some type of a race war, which seems so strange. But think about it. Are you Have you drinking a Bud Light lately? Yeah, there's a reason for that. Here's why. Propaganda. Mm -hmm. You found out that they were trying to coerce you into doing something and you didn't do it. Bravo to you. And for those who do not do the Anheuser-Busch, neither do I. Cheers. Pat's Blue Ribbon Co. Um, in out of San Antonio, it's a actual Lone Star Brewery, and it comes from the brewery, the brewery here, here, here in Texas. So, awesome spot. Not there's no, it's, it's owned by so and so. No, no, it's not. Relax. Um, so, and I'm gonna get to that group here in a minute. I have a lot, to, I have a lot to say to them. Now, <clears throat> again, the undecided voter is probably best. Now, you know. To evaluate what's happening right now would be difficult if you're brand new. So I do have a lot of like keywords or or at least key things to notice. You know, you obviously you may be aware of the labels, of course. You know, LGBTQIA plus all that all that whatnot. During Pride Month, they made us very aware of that. Now, um, when it, when we get out of those labels of LGBTs and whatnot, uh, that's like just focus on sex, by the way. So I'm not going to really get into that because it's more 
more of a kink than anything. It's, kind of, it's called a cult, but uh, most of it's kink. It's just something I, I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to get into that on this podcast. Now, when it, when it gets to politics, though, the politics have now gone into genders, ideologies of how you feel, who you are inside. And for those who may feel that they are different, LGBTQ, then they provide these lanes of existence, which seems strange to say, but there is there has been a very, very big change on that. And I think a lot of people were concerned. And um, whether you know it or not, yes, Target is targeting your children. And they are using text rhetoric on clothing to politicize not only what you wear, but to create a stigma for those who do not agree with you. Now, what I'm noticing is there's only one group that seems to get really, really angry when you don't agree with them. And there's another group that seems to be pretty cool about, hey, you know what, do whatever you want. Just don't mess with me and I won't mess with you. It used to be one way or the other. So I'm going to say it one more time. We have one group that does not like you. That wants you to agree with them 100%. And if you do not agree 100%, and even if you do agree, you can still get in trouble, which is strange. But the party that's very, very angry if you don't agree with them is the Democratic Party, which it never used to be. So in the 80s and 90s, that would seem strange. Like, well, I don't recall that. Look a little closer. Remember the Democrats of yesteryear? Uh, think before Clinton. That's where I'm going. Because before Clinton, they were a little bit, that's my deals, some ideas, but they weren't open with them. They weren't very forthcoming with how they felt. Clinton, yeah, womanizer. We can confirm that. Uh, did he want the best for the country? I'm not too sure. I'm not really 100% sure. He wanted the best for taxes. Now, I will say that. He wanted the best for taxes. He was trying to keep he was trying to keep inflation down. Now now, you know, when you're thinking about it, it's like, well, you know, he's kind of being fiscally responsible. There's some things going on. Go for, you know. But he did send more money to certain places, which is really weird. They kind of set a lot of things in motion here. Um when it comes to the true inflation of what we're going through right now. It literally happened within the last two years. It's not a long, it's not like I'm going to go way back in time. But here's where inflation began. No, no. It's so bad under our current president. It literally just happened a couple years ago. It's not something I can go back to for a long time and say, oh, here's where it began. Here's how it got worse. Nope. Actually, no, that is not the case. Uh, during the 90s to the 2000s, it was an up and down groove and glide. But for the most part, money was good. People were making good, good money. Uh, there were times, you know, of course, you know, unemployment can go up and down. It is what it is. Now, when unemployment was low, which is what we just exited a couple of years ago, uh, low unemployment, higher than normal wages, but things began, to, things got more expensive faster than our checks got fatter. Does that make sense? So for anyone watching this who's undecided as uh, as a voter, maybe doesn't run with one group or another, maybe doesn't even know who to vote for. I'm talking to you guys, you guys, because y'all are awesome. Continue to be skeptical. Uh, keep your eyes open. The best advice I can give to someone who's in that situation of not being 100% sure on what they want to do, I would say stay that way. 
stay in that situation because what's going to happen is you're able to easily and objectively view everything clearly. Um, a lot of people are going to have an idea, stick with that group, and completely fuck everybody else. It, it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. But if you're open to ideas, new exchange of ideas, you're probably open to exchanges like this, which is why we do podcasts. And for that, yeah, the revolution will be so much smoother once those who are objectively clear are able to see all of the angles because we need to see all of the data. If we if we do get clear information, I think a very good decision can be made. It was, and it will be spurred off of these of, of everyone that I'm talking to right now who may or may not know where they land politically, may or may not know how po- politics affects them, or may or may not even choose to vote. You know, for for that person, I would say yes, please do vote once you've made a decision. But I'll also admit, going one way or another, just because it's probably not smart this time around. And if you're really thinking about what you're doing, good, please do. Now, for those who are vote blue, no matter who, you know who you are. And I, in my head, I have an idea who they are. But even even with that being said, vote blue, no matter who. That that used to work in the 90s. It made sense then, you know, 90s, 2000s, you know, we got to keep a Democratic president. We got to get our Democratic person in office. Vote blue, no matter who. There were shirts made for that uh, every pop star in the world was it was telling you you had to vote vote blue no matter who and i think when that really took off was during the obama terms which was not terrible for everyone it was just terrible for me which is why i don't trust the man but i'm gonna get to that in a minute now for me and this group that called that says vote blue no matter who follow follow the line they follow a rhetoric it's a cult it's a idea system even if you run with it you still get you still get shit on you know you can be the nicest republic sorry you can be the nicest democrat in the world and still be incorrect to the to the true values of democrats which is really a socialist communist type of situation um if you truly listen to what biden's talking about he wants this type of system to where we pay off things for these people but in order to do that everyone must pay more uh, he wants more taxes instead of lowering them. We're looking at inflation rates higher than normal. He doesn't seem to mind. This is a democratic ideal based on a system of new world government. So if you do believe that you're on the right side of history, fun fact, you're not. Um, no, you're not. If you've been doing the whole, I need to vote for Biden because I've been told to, that's called propaganda and it seemed to have worked on you. And if that's the case, then you're probably in a cult and you're not even watching this. But if you know a loved one who's in that cult who would never watch this, please be careful of what they say. Try not to take any, anything seriously because they're actually broken. Uh, it's, it's a mental problem. It's actually a uh, it's, it's, it's similar to Stockholm Syndrome. Um, but just some, imagine someone who's been in a really, really, really bad relationship over and over and over. Now, that person who's been in that bad relationship could leave that abusive person. Let's just make it simple a bad guy beating up his chick that chick could leave at any time she could be like hey i'm done i don't like it beating no more all right that would be her decision the democratic party is that weird strange female that's being abused but wants you to be abused with her you know 
like instead of like, like when you're like hey let's get out of this situation let's go no no i can't go you need to stay too you have all you also need to be punished what the fuck <laughs> so, you know but but i mean but that's that's really what's happening like, it's a very bad relationship it's a bad understanding it's a it's, the democratic party is a really really terrible agreement like a silent handshake if you will this silent handshake that's made by voting also is made to make money to make money this is all about money and the more they have the more they choose to do terrible things aoc has done nothing for the new york people you can look at the videos of that uh chicago who's voted 100 democrat all the time they've been voting democrat for 100 years if you look at chicago closely it is worse than iraq that is where the term chirac comes from the air quality is so poor in Chicago. It was recently reported that it's the worst air in the world. The outskirts of certain portions of Chicago are so dilapidated. People who immigrate from other war-torn countries like, like Turkey, Israel, things like that, when they go to Chicago or see pictures of Chicago, it immediately makes the PTSD very, very strong, and it truly does look as though a bomb has gone off in their city. Other cities are following very fast, and it's usually democratically ran cities or things that have been democratically run for a long time. Several cities fall into that list. Good luck, Houston. Now, with that being said, not all areas are like that. It doesn't happen all the way like that. True, true, true. You can vote for whoever you want, and in most cases, they don't win anyway. Beto award. Um <laughs> yeah, I meant that bird. Fuck him. He's a fucking idiot. Um, but with that being said, uh be, be aware of this uh uh this Republican running, Sam Hurd. He might as well be a Democrat, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, he's also a piece of shit. Don't don't vote for him. He I think he was a Democrat at one point and he, he went to the other party because he was getting terrible votes and he even got less. <laughs> he got less votes when he flipped. Dumbass. Um yeah, so Republicans, yep. Let's get to you guys. Republicans. Plain and simple. Republicans knew that they fucked up. You guys know y'all fucked up. Y'all know Bush probably wasn't the best for the world. However, with that being said, I like how the Republican Party is attempting to reinvent itself and to fix some things. It knows things are broken. Bravo to the Congress people that we currently have in Congress right now. Oh my God, they're doing the Lord's work. Right now, there, there used to be a time not too long ago i would i would say even even just the day before january 6th people would have assumed there's going to be a serious faction of people that will always vote for trump and there's nothing you can do about it now after january 6th i see what they want to do about it what's strange to me and i still really don't understand how this happened they haven't made a move in the way that I've seen right now, the way they're they're dealing with Trump. I've never seen a move like that ever in politics. So even for those who don't look at politics, you're hearing Trump's name a lot. It's it's in all the news. It's always being covered. He's is persona non grata. That means we don't like that dude. We need him to go away. We need to make sure that anything he does does not happen. Like it's it's dark. It's pretty dark. I mean there's a time where we felt this way about Pee Wee Herman. 
I will say that. Yeah, yeah. There was a news report came out a long time ago where you may have been doing something in the privacy of a room somewhere in a sex shop, and apparently word got out, and everyone was like, "Ugh, Pee Wee Herman did what?" Can't fight that man anywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like immediately, you know, kind of the first cancellation, if you will. But I think when when we say canceled or cancellation, it seems to only go from one group to another. It seems you see where I'm going with this. You know, it's always the Democrats versus the Republicans. I've never heard a Republican say, we need to cancel this person. Insert name. The few who do say that dumb shit are not to be trusted. I'm talking about the Lindsey Grams of the world, Natalie Porter. Uh, and also the uh, the uh, the rhino that we call Liz Cheney, who definitely is not a Republican. She is a Democrat, 100%. She loves communism, and in her eyes, she, I do believe she does not mind killing American citizens. She brought up something about bombing people. Like, what the fuck, lady? You crazy bitch. Like, how, how the, you ain't gonna tell somebody to vote for you? Do you just someone you want to bomb some people? That bitch, crazy. Anyway, um, so with the current situation, and here's why I wanted to kind of address each group, you know, the non-voter, the blue no matter who, and the, the, the whatever red group you want to call yourself as the right wing, MAGA or whatever, I, I don't care. I, I truly don't care what you call yourself. Um, just knowing that you're going to vote for a Republican is kind of more of like, I think of Republicans more as like they're betting on the, the football game before it starts. They're 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 betting on the football game and they're like, I'm going for that team right there, buddy. That is my team. I'll put my money on that team right there for the win. It's for the W. We're going all the way this year. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. That anyone who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever met a Dallas Cowboy fan, you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but like the Democratic Party, they are. They're not even playing the same game. They're not playing the same way. They're the Lakers. They're the Lakers of of life. The, the, the you know the L.A. Lakers are terrible. All, all, all on their own, they ruin their own. They they ruin their own brand by on purpose. But the Democratic Party is doing the same thing. Like it's kind of eating itself from the inside, kind of uh, overbloating itself by buying a whole bunch of people that don't want to work together. That's exactly what the Democratic Party is doing. <laughs> but at the same time, like they're still trying to work to like this ultimate goal but their goal is not to win a ring it's to win your think they want your brain they want your mind like the lakers don't have a king on the team the period you look at the team there's no one of nobility there's nobody who's come from another country who is related to royalty on the team the la lakers however what's really really strange to me is people are still addressing lebron james as king james What's really, really weird about that is it made sense when he was in Cleveland. It almost made sense when he was in Miami playing for the Heat. However, those days are long gone. Yeah, he's kind of a trustworthy basketball player. However, team player, no. Solo player that's going to score at least 18 points and not be too much of a problem on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah, he's that, he's that player. He will score 18 points, but defense probably not so much but he'll get your 18 points like he, he's just a go-to where you're like we'll get at least 18 fuck it put him in for 20 minutes and let's make sure we get our 18 points he's that guy is that making him a king no uh rings count no 
automatically now. Um, he still would not even be close to Tim Duncan's records. And even if we get into, you know, the Magic Johnsons of the world, the, you know, Cream uh, 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 Abdul-Jabbar's of the world, you know, the, a lot of these records, I don't think he's going to touch. And even defensive records that are that are owned by, by Dennis Rodman have still not been touched recently by anybody. I see uh, uh, Blake Griffin got close, maybe, maybe to the stills. I think it was stills. No, blocks. It was uh, block, yeah, block shots. I think it was a block shot. Blake Griffin got kind of close. But anyway, um, anyway. The Democratic Party is playing a completely different game. They're playing it differently. They're trying to draft in their picks. They're forcing you to believe what they say. And they're forcing you to take their word for it. Hey, this person is king. And you don't tell him he's not a king. That is L.A. Lakers shit, bro. Like, the Democratic Party is just the L.A. Lakers. It's really, really weird. And, again, you know, the Republican Party would just be a betting man sitting in the stands watching the football game saying, hey, look, I'm voting for that team. I'm not going to divert my vote i think that's what we're seeing right now but what's so strange is when we have a clash of one side or the other so recently there was a clash of a democratic report the democratic party and the republican party um in the video they're gonna say certain things that make it like oh i'm i'm not a democrat or not i'm just asking some questions no you're not you're doing some strange democratic shit. It's very, very weird, very, uh, very controlling, very to the level of new world order that would be expected based on what this crazy woman will say. Now, before we get to the crazy woman saying crazy things because she's crazy, we're going to just take a quick little gander at Mr. Vivek, or v- yeah, Vivek Ramaswamy, almost like Vivek, Vivek, yeah, Vivek. Vi cake. Vi cake was the way I was able to recall it. Actually, it helped. I was like, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just trying to make sure I get the enunciation correct. And it is Vivek Ramaswamy. Vi plus cake. So replace the C with a V. Vivek. Boom. Vi cake. Vivek. Boom. Yeah. Goes backwards and forwards. It's good. Anyway, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, if you will. He has joined us on the Breakfast Club, and he says some things that I, I don't think there's a problem with. And this is a portion of the interview before things go crazy. Check this out. <laughs> you at least had to have ideals in the first place. But a lot of and and so we're imperfect, but we are about the pursuit of a more perfect union, the pursuit of happiness. America's about the pursuit. And so I, I think are the trashing are, ourselves, I, I think we well, are actually. I say that is because, you know, we, we never were included in those ideals originally. Like, originally, yeah. but never and not originally are two different things. Mm-hmm. Originally, that's true. Mm-hmm. Over 250 years of progress. If you had somebody who was... In 1870, looking at the world we live in today, if you had somebody in 1960 who was looking at the world we live in today as it relates to race in America, we would be darn close to what they would have thought of as the promised land. So I think we have to recognize that America is about that pursuit. We're a lot further along than we were 250 years ago. And here's the other thing, too. We got to set our expectations. We will always fall short of our ideals. By definition, if there are human beings and not gods living in a nation that aspires to ideals, we are fallen. Man is fallen. That's what makes us who we are. But what also makes us different from animals is that we have ideals. Mm -hmm. So America is founded on our humanity, that we can believe and aspire to something that we will still fall short of. That's what makes this country beautiful. And that's why 
it, it, that's why I'm in this. You ask me, why am I in this? I care about reviving pride in that nation, because if we get in the habit of just bashing that country, what are we bashing? We're bashing the last best hope that man has for aspiring to those ideals. Tell me who else has done better. I'll wait. I don't think I'm bashing the country. I think I'm bashing the system. Mostly. Okay. I want to change. I want. I want. Okay. I want, I want to change the system. That's well, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm what's, with you on changing the system. It's what, what brings me into this. And what's your thoughts on some of the people that you're running against, Donald Trump and DeSantis? What are your thoughts on and them and their leadership and what they've done for the country so far? You know, I think everybody's made their respective contributions. I respect some things about what each of them have done. I I think the Republican Party. I tell this to conservative audiences all the time. <coughs> obsesses over the question of the who. You know, Ronna McDaniel, she was the chair of the Republican Party versus somebody else or Kevin McCarthy or somebody else or Donald Trump or somebody else. This is a superficial discussion versus actually just taking a step back. And the Republican Party does not do this enough. What do we stand for and why do we stand for it? Actually, a lot of my criticisms are also directed at the fact that we define ourselves when I say we I'm running as a Republican, but as a party in opposition to something. All right. That's what Joe Biden did. That's what the radical left does. And race, gender, sexuality, climate. I'm opposed to these, a lot of these ideologies of identity, but the right falls into the trap of just saying we're not those things. And then we'll fight about which biographies win. Oh, I'm actually a bigger and more accomplished person than you. And I'm going to sling mud at you versus asking the question of what do we actually stand for? And for me, it's about individual, family, nation, God. You can agree or disagree, but at least that's a vision that's different from a vision of identity grounded on race and gender and sexuality and climate. And so that's a long way of saying, I guess, what I see is deficient in the field and you know, entire Republican field, including candidates you mentioned, is they're all running from something. And I'm in this race because I want us to run to something. What is that something? A vision of what it means to be American. Mm. Okay. Revive the ideals of 1776. Revive the truth meritocracy, excellence, freedom of speech, rule of law, a radical idea. This is not a Democrat or Republican idea that the people we elect to run the government ought to at least be the ones who actually run the government. I am impressed. You hear that? It's impressive. That's impressive. That is a person who is there for a purpose, who knows it's not easy. You know, he, he knows it's going to be a long road. Great. Everything is right there. Great. 100% great. No problems. If anything, I'm just look. I'm literally just looking at the waveform of the sound on how the sound's about to change. Because this person comes into this interview. I don't know why they invited this person, but we're going to go over it in depth. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it with help. All right. Because guess what? I'm not gonna just say you're bitching. I'm gonna hand it over to a couple cats of mine. Like I mentioned, we got our our Cartier twins here. The Cartier Cartier family here. Uh, this new dude. I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen his his podcast before. So we're gonna see what he says. Um, BX Beast Boy Extra. And we also got my homie uh, Stevie Knight popping in as well. Cause it's a hip hop podcast, The Breakfast Club. And then you got a presidential nominee coming up very like he has some things to say so we're gonna check that stevie knight one out too that, one, that one's gonna be good that one's gonna be cool but i <laughs> i want to <laughs> i want to show the cardio twins here because i mean just their their faces alone are hilarious but i think it just goes to show like 
this was such a terrible take. Like, the way that this conversation went from calm, cool, collected, everybody's gravy, we we having a good time right now, you know, talking about talking about the nation, talking about where we're going, talking about what the idea is. You know, if anyone said, oh, why, why are you running for president? He had a beautiful answer. That is a, I mean, wow. You know, what a good answer. And he, he wasn't negative to anybody. He didn't call nobody out. Not in a real negative way. I think he's I think he gave a very sound answer. But then when we get to this part here, this is like what happened what happened to the interview? <laughs> it's like we I thought we were cool. But yeah, check us out. The Breakfast Club got exposed in their own racism. Oh yeah, just put exposed to racism. Yeah, yeah. Well Vivi can do it. So Vivi lit him up. Vivi told him up, man. Hey, I wouldn't have let Vivi. I would have started debating this Vivi. I would have knew. That's the same. Hey, he knows the shit. It's what? the same Breakfast Club. Joe Biden said, Yeah, you ain't black. You know it is. If <laughs> you don't vote for me, there it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I am very interested to see what Vivi has to say on this. This is this is gonna be awesome. I'm excited. Hold on, we'll be in the Breakfast Club. I do disagree yeah. on what you said about affirmative action because I feel like without, without that legislation, I don't think black people stand a chance. We had to create the. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? Let me play that part. Let me, let me uh, yeah, because it's actually it's actually right here. He he makes that comment. Uh, let me. I'm gonna play uh, the vex part and I'm gonna go back to that because yeah. The case today. I want to talk about point. fixing the system. You want to talk about one of the myths where we fall short of our ideals. We're taught in school that we have three branches of government. They're irrelevant compared to who actually runs the government. It's a fourth branch of government of three-letter agencies in Washington, D.C. That is a formula for corruption. Corruption we get. That's okay. a system we need to break down. Who are those three? Who's I mean, you could go down the list. SEC, FDA, EPA, F, you know, TSA. The thousands, the tens of thousands of government bureaucrats working in Washington, D.C., they're the ones who actually make the laws. It's not Congress. And that's a formula. And those people aren't elected. Nobody elected them. They're protected by these what are called civil service protections, which means even the president technically under many people's beliefs can't fire them. That's the permanent state, what many in the right will call the deep state. I think that's a problem. I think that falls short of our ideals. I think the same FBI that threatened Martin Luther King with suicide on the back of incorrectly collected tapes is now committing you know, I would say hypocrisy and, and corrupt actions against people of a different political persuasion that the FBI doesn't like today. I just think it's a formula for corruption when you have unelected bureaucrats that are actually setting policy. But that's a detail compared to my point, which is we need to revive the ideals that the nation was actually founded on and do a better job of aspiring to them. And we have Teslin Figaro. I'm sure Teslin has some questions. Tez, you good? Yes, I, I do. Um, so I, I've heard a lot of, you know, what you think and your vision. And I am I'm a very practical person and I want to kind of oppose sure. to talking about. Shut up. You're going to see why I said that here in a minute. Ugh. She already has that sound and that vibe. Legislation, you even have a chance. And I don't know why you There's have a... faith that without that legislation, things will be fair or on equal footing for, for black people. I think that the right way to do this is actually ensure equality of opportunity, educational access at an early age, which by the way, we don't have in this country, starting at an actual young age. How about doing that in a way that's agnostic to race? That way we prevent seeing one another on the basis of a color of our skin, but we actually solve the real inequalities that we have when it starts with inequality of opportunity, starting with education. 
So my view is, I think my approach is actually going to be more successful in lifting up more black Americans than have been the Lyndon Johnson approach of actually using race-based quota systems. What does agnostic mean in that sentence? Who, who was Lyndon Johnson? Like agnostic Lyndon Johnson was the president. president. That Lyndon was the president. Johnson. That was right before oh. Nixon. The president right before Nixon. I think he was the one that signed the 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 Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Stuff. I think you're right. The Civil Rights Act of 1964. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so well, I want to see what Vivek has to say. Like, what is his ideas? Uh, he broke it down pretty good. He's saying educate people for me. Um, side note, uh, for anyone who knows history or Republican history, side note, LBJ, uh, Lyndon Mayne Johnson, um, he's from Texas and he was probably one of the most intense racists out of Texas in general, period. Um, during the time that he was placed in the office, it was right after JFK was shot. He knew if he stayed an outright racist like he was in Texas, it wasn't going to fly. They were going to come for his head, for real. Like, this, the whole country was going to go nuts. And he knew it. There's a, a beautiful movie where this decision is, where this decision making process is really examined heavily. Um, oh, I forget the name of the movie. I'll come back to you with the name of the movie. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really telling because he didn't die like, oh, I, I'm a changed man now. No, he died still hating black people. Like, that dude had a true hate, a true, true hate for black people. And what was even more intense is the small little town he came from here in Texas, which is not too far from here, from me here in San Antonio. I've been to that little town. They don't hold him to the esteem a city would if it was a president from recent times. Like, you know, everyone knows there's a, the, the Bush library, right? You know, President Bush was president for a while, he got a library. Obama was was a president for a while, he got a library. All these, he got a building at a, at a university. Like there, there's just a lot of investment that ends up happening after you're president. Fun fact, LBJ doesn't have that, bro. In San Antonio, a lot of this, a lot of the, the high schools are named after presidents. LBJ ain't one of them. Actually, two two of our schools that are named after people, they weren't even presidents. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they weren't even president, man. Like uh, what we got a uh, uh, Jefferson. Well, I mean, he's president later, but yeah, yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, uh hi, and uh, what was it? Is there? Uh, there's yeah, let me say there's two. They weren't even presidents. Uh, Holmes. Yeah, something something Holmes. It's a uh, yeah, forget his name. But yeah, we have Holmes High School, Holmes Huskies. Yeah, y'all know who y'all are. West Side's over here, like yeah, West Side stand up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but we yeah, uh, Sam Houston, you know, <laughs> on the East Side, you know, we have Sam Houston High School. Those were not presidents. <laughs> it's like, like it's like they use every name to avoid having LBJ High School. I promise you, I I know that's a fact because <laughs> I mean all these schools were built in the sixties and seventies. Like, dude, the fact that there is no LBJ High School in my city, yo, that's whoa, oh, that's just rude. Edison. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Edison has a high school, but LBJ doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because you really have to say it out loud, though. Like, if you don't say these things out loud, you'll understand how crazy it is. Because even 
even yeah, even the city he's from, Johnson City. I don't believe that's what the high school's called. <laughs> like, I do I do not believe that's what the high school's called, bro. So I think it's Smith Valley. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. Anyway, anyway, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Because LBJ just really pushes me in a different direction. But anyway, let's 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 go. Young age. Yeah. And he's saying, but how are you gonna do that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's on the parents. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to see. Like, how programs <laughs> better access to education or something. But I'm gonna keep it ahead. It's a lot of programs that's kinda out there already in our world that like helps with that. Like the Boys and Girls Club. They got like all type of clubs. Yeah, like, how young am I? Boys and Girls Club is like a is like an actual after school program, I feel like. But like I was in that. During the summer, it's like a whole day school. Oh, got so it's like, it's it's like yeah. That's what I, I I used to work in one of those. It's just like activities and stuff. I feel like kids learn at a pretty young age. You go to pre-K pretty early. So I don't know. Well, I got some reason. We can listen to the sponges and they're impressionable. Well, let's see. Let's see if he breaks it down. Uh, you know, the pride of being an American and it is uh, to have pride. Okay, so that's why I wasn't able to find it. It actually is part of a video. Um, I see what they did. Yeah, and we're, we're going to watch that one too because I, I do believe I have that one queued up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll watch that piece from a uh, 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 Black conservative perspective. He's cool. He knows what he's talking about. We'll definitely, we'll, we'll hit on that uh, uh, affirmative action part. Out of this country. I'm also a veteran, uh, by the way, uh, for the United States Air Force. So when is it that you voted for the first time? I voted in 2020. Okay, so you're how old again? I'm 37 years old. So for how many years you sat around and did not get involved at all in any civic engagement? Is that my understanding? A, a long time is the answer. And actually, I wrote, and that's what I wrote this book about. I am, I'm not holding myself out as some sort of model. I'm actually offering myself as a self-reflection of my journey as a okay. citizen to whom this country yeah. has given much, right? As an adult, when you have kids, it changes your perspective. I'm very honest about that. Absolutely. Okay, no problem. So let's go deeper into the self-reflection. So you sat around for, and, and sir, I'm being as respectful as I possibly can. Please don't take anything uh, and a you don't hard even way. Have to just, be. And you don't yeah. even have to be. So take it yeah. off and let's well, go. So you've been sitting around in the country that my ancestors built for my about 20 years. Uh, your parents came over as immigrants, brought you over. You made millions. I'm sorry, to bro. I can't. I got to Resume for this country. He's Indian, bro. They hold people. Oh, to the side, I, got, bro. I got, I got, I got. He's Indian. Like Native American. Yeah, no, he's not. He's Indian, like, but India. India. I thought he was Native American. See, okay, so we can laugh at it. Ha ha ha. He thought he thought he was a Native American, and if she said something like that, it's like, hold up. That's, but his ancestors really made it here. I get it. I get it. I, I, okay, okay. Because at first, I first saw this, I was like, why are you mad? Why are you stand up? Now I get it. Okay, he thought Vivek Ramaswamy was legit a Native American, where, where it's like, black lady, hey, you can't tell the Native American your ancestors made this place because, no, because <laughs> his people would It's funny. Anyway, anyway, sorry. It's a joke. It's hilarious. Huh? <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I didn't hear her say that, though. I was, I was thinking about no, what she, she, Swami she, said. I was thinking about it. I don't like how she mentioned my ancestors. Uh, uh, you're sitting in a place my ancestors built. I really don't like how that sits. It's, it's a, it's a really, uh, it's not good. Yeah, I didn't hear her say anything about her ancestors. Eastern descent, I believe. I didn't hear her say anything about ancestors. No, she, she, she. You didn't hear her perspectives. I'm very honest about that. Okay, no problem. So let's go 
deeper into the self-reflection. My people made. So you sat around for, and, and sir, I'm being as respectful as I possibly can. Please don't take anything a, a hard way. I just, and you don't even yeah. have to be. So take it yeah. off and let's well, go. So you've been sitting around in the country that my ancestors built for about 20 years. Uh, your parents came over as immigrants, brought you over. You made millions, uh, according to your uh, resume, off of this country. And you have absolutely not been involved in civics, one, not voting. And two, let me just ask, because I know you mentioned earlier, you don't want to sit around at the debate and talk about accomplishments. Let's make the accomplishments pretty simple. In high school, were you ever a class president or take any leadership role? Because your opponent did, Chris Christie. He was the class president. So yeah, have you ever taken? Hold on, hold on, pause, pause, pause. Look at look at their faces. Look at their faces. I did that when I first watched this. Y'all need to understand. She's trying to get a gotcha. That's all she wants to do. This one right here, mm -mm. this is a woman not to be trusted. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Don't, don't, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, no. Bad, bad, no, bad. And here's why. There's another video I was watching that explains why this is bad. What she's doing is it's very bad what she's doing. What she's doing is not it's not good. It's not uh it's not good. It's really, really, really not good. And I'm gonna let I'm I'm gonna let it come from another black woman, what she's doing because what she's doing is not good. Like for real. It's it's bad luck. And it's right meow. Check this out. Get it? Out the gate, she is extremely rude and arrogant, right? So she opens up her line of questioning, just being disingenuous and derogatory. And if you're, if you're paying attention, she asks him a question, but she doesn't wait for his response because she's already setting up to go to war. Uh, are you willing to take a test with me quickly? Because I just have a couple of questions for you. I will. Oh, so Absolutely. So just, <laughs> and the way this is opening up, I have a feeling I'm about to fail it. But that's good. Let's, let's do it. That's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, she is already setting up to be combative and dismissive um, and just arrogant and straight up rude. So she should, she, as soon as she starts talking, right? Um, she doesn't even allow him to respond to say, sure, why not? Go ahead and ask. She's just she's just off to the races, right? And typically, when a woman begins a conversation like that, um, and they they when they start off out the gate being aggressive and rude and dismissive, that is telling you that one. They're not approaching this conversation in, in good faith, right? So all of the fast talking, the initial clap back, before he even had an opportunity to engage in a meaningful way, this is, this is why no one wants to deal with us Black women, like on a serious level. These are the types now, they will hire you in HR departments when they need to fire people, or they'll put us in very aggressive and demanding customer service positions when you have to be confrontational. But outside of that, um, these types of women, we, they, I don't know where this attitude was cultivated, but it seems as if we do have a huge percentage of our generation of black women that have been taught and told that this type of behavior is acceptable. So it's kind of, it's, it's not just sarcasm or snark. It is a haughty, boastful, and arrogant, 
And I'm really not interested in what you have to say because I'm literally coming here because I want to one up on you. My entire job is to overpower you, over talk you and demolish you so that when you walk away from the conversation, you feel as small and as little as possible. It's just, it's not approaching the conversation in good faith. So let me let. So, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pause right there. Right. I'm gonna pause right there. And y'all, y'all kind of know already, like she only went about a minute, a minute into it. We're going to do up until about right here. It's about 12. So yeah. So we'll come back to her at 12 minutes. No, better yet, 11, what, 11, 40, something. There. And, and you're going to see why I stopped it where uh, DJ Envy pops in. So where DJ Envy pops in, I'm going to come back to it, right? I mean, we're going to come back to this video first. So hold up. Watch. But let's watch it. We're going to watch it through this one. So it's any leadership at all on anything or just... Can, can I just correct a couple factual things uh, that are kind of important? My parents didn't bring me over to the country. I was okay, born scratch that. No, they, no, I know you were born here in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio. You, know, you mentioned my parents I'm saying parents your parents were immigrants. You said, my apologies. You know, and it's all right. You said your parents brought you over to this country. I thought yeah, my I said that record straight. I mean, they were immigrants, but let's they not go down to water. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to water. I was trying to correct a couple facts. And then the other thing is... You were born here in Ohio. I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right. Right, so you've been here your entire life. So the question is... Did you take any leadership role in middle school, high school, class president? What what is it? Explain it. Student council. But you know, I think that this is the yes. I have I've held leadership roles over my life, but those don't qualify me to do what I'm doing now. No, it kind of does. Well, it kind of does. I'm gonna pause it right there. They have the face I had when I first looked at this. I looked more like this dude, though. I was kind of being real stoic and shit, trying to keep my shit together. Um, But no, these three make. They make they make this they make this situation right here this situation that she is attempting to do it's not working like it, it's it's a it's a bad tactic like it's it's just such a bad tactic honestly when I was first researching everything for this the whole reason I'm even doing this video right now it's Independence Day right and I was like let me find something that's gonna kind of show us. All of us Americans, where we need to be, how we need to think, how we go, how we gonna get there? And boom, I started finding these videos, and it was always the same chick. I ain't never seen this lady in my life. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right here, right now. I'm gonna say it a couple times too. They fucked up getting rid of Angela Yee. Breakfast Club, you fucked up. Bre- Breakfast Club, I love you, uh, boy. I'm a fan of Donkey of the Day. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a I'm a fan of Donkey of the Day. My day used to start hilarious. You want to know why? Charlemagne the God would come out with Donkey of the Day, and then I got my rumor report before 9 a.m. Yo, my day was popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like my day was popping, bro. Like I had data. I had a little laugh in the morning. It was dope. It was actually really, really cool at one point. They started doing the 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 bits a little later into the day. Luckily, at one point, my schedule for my job was a little later in the day, so I was able to catch it. Uh, I didn't have to go into work until like 10. So I was able to, you know, find these things online. And I would always watch The Breakfast Club. Ever since they got rid of Angela E, y'all ain't the same, bro. And really, really, if y'all got paid by BET, BET needs to evaluate this for real because this is the worst take of anybody I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, this lady does such a disservice to the black community. That's something that I really want to point out because if we're going to go into 2024, my people, 
uh, you know, whatever we gonna vote for, because fun fact, ain't nobody running that looks like us right now. Uh, we need to understand what's what's going on, and there's a lot of things that are popping, and we need to really evaluate people like this because this is a black Karen. We need it, and we can't be letting black Karens run. How you gonna vote? And what's even worse is the way she treats this man. Vivek, I'm sorry, Vivek, Vivek, sorry, Vivek, 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 here, I said it earlier, right? Vivek, Ramaswamy, is a man to be respected. 38 years old, owns owns a pharmaceutical business. He's going to talk about all of it, but I mean, she just addresses this man as though he is that small, just like, just like our presenter said a moment ago. Um, let me give credit where credit is due. This is a... The lady you were hearing from is the Standards of Truth podcast. Homegirl keeps it all the way real. I really like her takes. And that's why we're going to come back to her in a minute. But I need you to understand, their faces are what every Black person should be feeling. Like, every undecided voter should be feeling this. Like, you're listening to somebody have this type of interview. And this is really the first time she's ever done a presidential interview. We ain't never met this woman in our life. I don't know who what her name is. I ain't going to give her no clout because she don't even need to know her name. I need to forget that this happened. But what happened, but, but what I think needs to also occur is us as voters need to look at these type of actions because they should not happen. This is not how you conduct an interview. This is by far one of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that he's, he mentions, uh, I was in student council, but I mean, eh, it doesn't really apply to what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him say it one more time because it's like, what the fuck are you fucking asking for, crazy lady? You said your parents brought you over to this country. I yeah, thought my father. I mean, they were immigrants, but let's they not go immigrants. down the waterhole. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to waterhole. I just want to correct a couple facts, and then the other thing you is, you were born here in Ohio. I was correct? born. I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right. Right. So yeah. you've been here your entire life. So the question That's is. Right. Did you take any leadership role in middle school, high school, class what president? I did. I don't know. What, what is it? Explain it to Student us. council. But, you know, I think that this is the, yes, I have, I have held leadership roles over my life, but those don't qualify me to do what I'm doing now. No, it kind of does. Okay, well, well, it kind of does. Well, let me, well, I'm giving the test. I'm the test okay, administrator. All right, there you go. So it kind of does, because when you go from saying, I want to go to the highest office. And I'll tell you, I've led companies as well, is the other leader. Right, the well, main leadership right, but, role I've played is, is and, and I want to I talk about one early part of your premise that I also want to say, mm -hmm. bring it to the country I point. The other point, you use the word sitting around. You know, I, I'm not somebody who's saying, I'm, I want the next generation, my kids' generation, to have more civic duties when they graduate from high school and college than I did when I did. That being said, I wasn't sitting around. I've developed medicines, five of which are FDA-approved products today, <laughs> one of which is a life-saving therapy in kids, <laughs> 20 of whom die by the age of three if they're not treated, 70% <laughs> of whom now live lives of a normal duration, another one for prostate cancer. So I don't apologize for making contributions. But right, well, I don't want you to filibuster no, that no um, because that's not, not the question there. that I ask, and I don't consider as a veteran, I'm talking about service. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about... Um, side note, before I continue this, she uses the word filibuster like she knows what the fuck that shit means. This bitch right here done piss me off. Filibuster is a action in Congress that's used during a hearing where a congressman or a congresswoman would stand in front of the hearing or in front of the board, whoever may be hearing, whoever, whoever may be at this hearing, and they take all of the time from everyone else who's speaking in order for them to pass a law or to completely stop a law from being changed. 
That's a legislative move. It's actually something that Ted Cruz of Texas is very, very good at. At one point, it I do believe he does have the Guinness World Record. Ted Cruz has a Guinness World Record as a filibuster where he went to a congressional hearing on taxes. He didn't want taxes to be raised and to make sure that taxes were not changed and that the rates were not played with and people weren't losing money. He stood there for 22 hours with a diaper on and read every single word Dr. Seuss has ever written. I, I, I can't even make that up. I wish that was a joke. <laughs> Boy, hey, I wish that was a joke. You can look it up. Ted Cruz owns, yeah, Ted Cruz is currently the Guinness World Record holder for filibustering during a congressional hearing for speaking 22 hours and reading Dr. Seuss. Look it up. Look, hey, fuck it. If I'm, hey, when, when you find out I'm right, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Politics are crazy. Politics are crazy. Like, honestly, it's hilarious. It's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen watch politics <laughs> like you don't have to you kind of don't really need you know scripted television it's the unscripted craziness of what congress is the legislative system it's hilarious it's funny now what this lady's saying by saying he's trying to filibuster her number one it's an interview you can't filibuster an interview number two if he was attempting to filibuster he wouldn't have stopped speaking in order for you to say that dumb shit it's dumb as Fuck that you said that. Number three, if you feel as though somebody gonna speak over you and completely stop you from saying some dumb shit, then say some smart shit. Say something smart. You're asking the same question over and over. What's really weird is that he's answering the question over and over. She's asked the same question twice so far if you haven't caught it on. She keeps asking over and over, what have you done for civic duty? What have you done even in schools, leadership? What have you done? And then she wants to bring up Chris Christie. Fun fact. He's he's so fat. Chris Christie's so fat. He closed a bridge and caused a person to die while he ran for president the first time. She's going to equate that Chris Christie's better than Vivek Ramaswamy because Vivek has not had a civic office or been a bureaucrat. And by by not being one, he's he's terrible. But by by comparison, she's trying to say that Chris Christie's better than him. Oh. And again, look at these faces. <laughs> look at these guys' faces. I mean, this is something I can I cannot script this. Every black content creator doesn't know what to do with this shit because it's so fucking stupid. Honestly, her take is so bad and Vivek did so good. It makes this even more sweet for me to savor. It is so fucked up that they're attempting to make black people think what she's doing is okay. That already is where I'm like, yo, you guys are, yo, stop the cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I can't, how do white girls say it? I just, I can't even. Um, yeah, anyway, let's continue. About what you for profit. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about what you, what you pay people to do with yeah, your company. So I, I've not served the country. Because that means nothing to me. What I'm talking about. 
DJ Envy just pulled a straight hold hold WH move. Like the whole hold is what he did. He a whole <laughs> like, like not a ho ho. No, a whole an all-encompassing ho. He's a whole ho. It's some dumb ho shit. Like, this is so fucking stupid to me. Let's go in and take it back because this is the Cardi family right here. Cardi family's dope. And they kept it real. They're like, what in the fuck? What? The? Like, it, ugh. it's infuriating. However, this is one of the best takes I've ever heard. Check this out. Um, It is embarrassing to me when media, whether it's, you know, urban hip hop media or just media in general, um, they are not interested in allowing both sides to convey information. They would rather participate in propaganda. So I look at shows like The Breakfast Club. It is a propaganda tool and machine designed to keep um, younger or even older um, urban or just people that are um, Black that tend to be leftist to keep us indoctrinated in a perpetual cycle of victimhood and, you know, woe is me. Um, and and I, I think it's problematic because in order for us to actually be participate participants in the political process and in order for us to enjoy the freedoms in this country that we already have, we're going to have to stop looking at ourselves as victims, right? We have to look at ourselves as equals. But that is a side note, right? What I want to talk about is just the very ruthless nature and inability of this woman to think in proper categories, right? So she came to this interview with a particular agenda and she wanted to sway this conversation in a very laser focused direction because it wasn't enough for her to find out that Mr. Ramaswamy is a creator of or a CEO of a biotech company that he started on his own and has five FDA-approved drugs. Like, that is no small feat, right? So he's an entrepreneur. He's a business owner at 37 years old. Those are huge sweeping accomplishments that most individuals that serve, right, in our government sector have no concept of. They've never run an organization. They've never run a business. Heck, the women, most of them, are not even married, so they haven't even learned how to cooperate or, or get on the same team with the opposite sex, let alone leading a district or a community or so forth and so on. But she was so laser focused on one thing and one thing only. And, and her goal was to seek, attack, and destroy. What, what, she, what these types of women do, they act like a bomb that only know it's just a bomb and all she knows how to do is just detonate on command, right? They come to the conversation like they know all the facts. So it's a very high, mighty, arrogant, boastful, haughty disposition. That's what the Bible describes such a disposition as in, in Romans 1 with no humility, no graciousness, right? Now, she asked the man, does he have any sort of leadership 
uh, experience, right? And because she's unable to think in proper categories, it's not satisfactory enough for him to have run a corporation and developed these medicines and having gone to Harvard or having attended Yale. None of those things hold any weight in her worldview, right? The man admits that, you know, she asked him what, you know, how old he was and when was the first time he voted. He's 37. He's like, I voted in 2020. And then she's like, in her mind, you need to meet her standard, not a standard that is acceptable, generally acceptable, or one that even just makes logical sense. But if it's not her standard, then nothing else matters. He already explained that he was not a model to follow, but rather he is demonstrating with his own life that he can reflect back on the areas and times in his life that his worldview was deficient and very myopic, kind of like every other 18 to 21 year old that you know. At that age, your worldview is very inward, right? It's very inward driven. And this is why at that age, you tend to make dumb decisions. So I noticed something interesting that she does in this discussion. She makes a lot of assumptions. She goes, you sat around, you know, in the country that my ancestors built and you have no civic engagement, right? Now, with her, she and women like this, these are the types of females that have really have any noteworthy accomplishments themselves outside of the adult basics. What do I mean when I say that? I'm talking about the ones that, you know, they sit around and boast about, you know, I got my own car, my own place to live. You know, I got my degree. Typically, it's a useless, a useless psychology degree. You Get know, on. I'm paying my own bills. And, and they talk about these things, right, as if there is not things that you're supposed to do as the default responsible thing that all adults do, right? They want a doggy biscuit for it, right? So in this instance, she leads with her accomplishment, right? So she's engaged in this dialogue with a man. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that in this media space, in an interview, interviewee relationship, that she should not be assertive, right? If you look at someone like a Kaylee McEnany or a Carrie Lake, those are two beautiful, powerfully assertive women, but they don't come with this kind of just disgusting masculine energy, right? They're not rude or dismissive, but they actually are letting you know, I want to engage with what you're saying, but we're going to engage on the basics of fact and reason and just a mutual respect. She has no mutual respect for this gentleman here. And you can tell that she doesn't by the, by the, frame the line of questioning or how she frames her questions, right? So she leads with her accomplishments. You know, in this instance, it's, I, I served in the military, right? So now it's just, I'm, she's all proud, you know, that she was in the military. And I find it interesting. I find it interesting that she served in the military, but then tries to demean the fact that he didn't serve as a middle school or high school class president. Now, I didn't know if, in my mind, I'm like, 
serving as a middle school or high school class president in her myopic worldview holds more weight than attending Harvard, attending Yale, and starting a biotech company and developing five FDA-approved drugs. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I struggle to understand the validity of her argument and how she is so hell-bent on being right that she doesn't even see how stupid she sounds. How ignorant and juvenile and petty do you have to be to attempt to position middle school and high school leadership roles up against a person who built a biotech company and developed five FDA-approved drugs? Boom. Boom. From that, we'll do this. To have civic engagement. And, sir, I just find it very telling that you haven't had any civic engagement at all and haven't been at all. And when I say sit around, I don't mean you haven't done anything. I'm talking about in regards to service. Because one thing about political office, the same way that you want to change how people look at uh, politics and look at this country, I want to change how people look at politicians. And when I see that someone hasn't did anything at all, to be a service to mankind, to take a leadership role. It's not good enough to just be on city, city uh, student council. Were you a leader? All of that applies. Have you been able to get anybody in the room at any time, from the high school gymnasium to Ohio, uh, Republican leadership there, to now, have you been able to get anybody in a room to believe in this vision? I don't agree with a lot of your vision statement, but I do know you've been going. He caught it, he caught it, he owns a business. What are we doing? He owns a business. Watch. Run around having these discussions and getting everybody emotionally worked up to talk about vision and debate. But I want to get to the problem. We good, man. We good, man. We good, man. As a race, we good. I'm pissed. All right, slow your roll, brother. This shit's insane. DJ Emmy ain't did shit. Charlamagne ain't did shit. Besides, besides the interview. Increase the subculture. <laughs> That's all they have done. Who is she? I ain't gonna lie. From right now, just up this certain clip. She's every, a veteran. Every clip that I've heard from this. So they just, just, just had her just come talk. I never seen her. I'm all known in the Breakfast Club. Yeah. If I see Bill and Swami name on that booth, I'm already shaky. Hey man, Bill Swami, bro. I'm shaky. He got the vibe check. I'm like, I have to chill with him. Like Bill Swami, like, and like they talk. So instead of it being the reaction she thought it was going to be, fun fact, what she doesn't understand with this lady right here, this black Karen, what she don't get, yo, she gave this man the best walking papers for the hood. Yo, he just got certified. Feel me? Here's why. He wasn't there to get a gotcha. He didn't allow it to happen. And she gonna keep at it too. Watch, she ain't even done yet. It's crazy. Looking crazy. And he like, it's a crazy. Hey, cool. He's a man. This man, he's like, he's like, you remember how the New York uh, governor was acting when they was talking to him? And he, he's really just the opposite. He's just, he talking to everyone. I don't care. This hey, man. Donald Trump, have you ever had uh, been in a uh, student council in middle school? Yeah, that was high school. In middle school. <laughs> would demolish her for saying that shit. Man, he'd probably cancel that interview. Get your dumb ass off this interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ask very bright, bright questions. Uh, Man, this, I ain't gonna lie, this is terrible. This is embarrassing. This is, oh my gosh. Okay. Can we finish? Oh, this is, it's hard. hard to see what they're talking about. In the United States, you're skipping over city council, county council, mayor, governor. You want to go straight to the top. So my question, is this a PR? Is 
vision statement, but I do know you've been going around having these discussions and getting everybody emotionally worked up to talk about vision and debate, but I want to get to the practical. You're trying to go from preschool to, to president of the United States. You're skipping over city council, county council, mayor, governor. You want to go straight to the top. So my question is this a like PR? That. Is this the PR, the perception of reality? Or have you, can you point to any leadership where you've been able to get people to believe in what you're talking about that they're not paid to do on any of these vision statements that you have? If not, then to me it's just, it's a mute point because you're, you're telling, you're holding a standard that you haven't met yourself. So if you're only going to count like government service, you're absolutely No, not government right. service. Okay. Student council in the eighth grade. <laughs> I'm not talking about government. I can go all the way back from the fifth grade every every year, sir, because people who are in service to this country, mm -hmm. if you're going to go around saying you want people to believe in this country that I signed up to mm -hmm. die for, then I want to make sure that you're holding that same standard. So not government, not political. Let's not get it confused. I'm saying, have you did anything of service? that we can point to to say he is a good leader like Chris and I'm not even a fan of Chris Christie but he was the student council president in high school so have you done anything of service besides yourself that has not benefited yourself it's just a simple question brother he messed up look how he laid that off but that was an accident yo but if my brother had to fall all the way out you gotta feel me though the Cartier family had to go on ahead and do this like that you know what I'm talking about <laughs> that's why black presenters on YouTube were fun we don't care, bro. Like we will be flamboyant. We will fall out the chair. We will make it clear. We don't like what we hear right now because you're crazy. And when you do things like this, and I'm talking to the black Karen on this one, I don't even know the lady name. I'm just saying, this lady won't let this go about like student council and shit, bitch. If it were like that, don't ever get it twisted. My life would be different. You know what I'm talking about, like yo, like yo, my hey. Welcome to the interview, Mr. Campbell. How's your day then? My day's been great. Well, uh, can you tell me about yourself? Yeah, I was uh, I was in student council in uh, in eighth grade, and on my ninth grade year, freshman in high school, I was in UIL, and I I played music for a, a UIL judge, and I also got to be in the uh, National Junior Honor Society. Oh, did you say? Junior Honor Society, sir. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. You're hired. <laughs> Get this man in. How much do you want? Well, um, uh, can I have a million dollars a year? Get this man a million dollars a year. Do you want something to drink? How you doing? You know, once again, welcome, welcome, welcome onto the family. The fuck? That's not fucking works. Is <laughs> that? That's not what happens, dude. Like, dude, I have never gotten a job offer because I was in. National Junior Honor Society in high school. No one gives a fuck, bro. Like, straight up. I can't put that on my resume. Man, look, if I walked around with a resume with that dumb shit on it back in the day, I'd be laughed out the interview. This lady does not understand that even us black folk are looking at you like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Come on, <laughs> no? I fell on purpose, bro. I, I just really can't know. believe this oh, shit, man. No, so 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 being a CEO or creating a company from ground up that don't qualify you as a leader? 
But but in fifth grade, you're the Stuka president. Yeah, bro. I, like you I was handling like no money at all. I had to teach you. You could have had social anxiety in, in elementary or middle school and just been smart. And but we talking about a twelve year old kid. You you're not serving this country as a twelve year old child. You don't think about yourself an American. What? Your family brought you over here? You know, bro, that my ancestors built my ancestors you ain't been like, I actually ran for president in fifth grade and I got second to this uh, Indian girl. Hey, see, so you took, so she didn't let you be the president. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You think I want to live with a living woman? According to her life, because he didn't need help over me. What is wrong with you, lady? Oh my gosh. That's and, and, and okay, so th this, again, this is just one of many breakdowns of this video where us black folks are like, we looking like this dude right here, like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy to me. No, I'm gonna let my dude, my dude, do this. So we got BX Beast Boy Extra. Check this out. I can't stand the Breakfast Club, and that's mostly for DJ Envy. He's soft. That that boy, he's soft. Toilet tissue soft. Shaman, pick her up. He's super soft, fam. But apparently, they had a guest on their show, and they they showed how they, there was a lot of hatred for a certain type of um, you know, certain type of background. Right, I'm trying to make sure I'm in guidelines with this so I can get monetized up in this piece. Let's check this out, fam, and then I'm going to give my opinion on it. The Breakfast Club is corny. Charlemagne corny too. He woke as hell. Super woke. Let's check it out. Hit the like button, drop some comments, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. I do this yeah. out of everybody in the GOP field. I think that baby Ramaswamy clearly is the smartest, okay? Yeah. All right. So this is homie from black black conservatives perspective. Uh, black conservatives perspective is done by Greg Foreman. I don't, don't know if any relation to George Foreman, but Greg Foreman does good stuff. Uh, yeah. So he's I'm clearly gonna, the smartest. I'm play every he's clearly I'm, I'm the best at articulating his ideas. I ain't gonna. Um, but then again, I I don't believe in a lot of the stuff going down within that side of just not that side as in left or right, but. Government is in, in total. I don't vote. I don't vote, but I'm getting more into hearing people out, right? So hearing that there's someone that even black conservative, someone that I actually do consider as a valid source of information is back in this guy or sees him as a potential person. Maybe I need to pay attention and see what's going on and hear what he has to say at least, right? I did say I want to start going to like Trump rallies and stuff and hearing them out. And I would love to start doing that, maybe even filming it and putting it out. You have a certain segment of black people in this. And I, I think a lot of black folks are doing that. Like a lot of black folks are finally, we opening up, we're finding out, okay, hold up. So we do got a voice. Let me, let me see what's up. If somebody says he's cool, let's, uh, let's go. Let's, let's be about that life. So I think a lot of us out there, we do have this face. We do look like this dude. We are, we are this guy. You know, if you don't know who to vote for right now, again, like I said earlier, perfect. Be that. You know what I'm saying? Be be un be unimpressed. You know what I'm saying? And if you are impressed with what you hear, mess with it. You know what I'm saying? Look look more into it. Find out what else is going on. But I think again, we're being treated as always stupid as fuck and we don't know shit. So I'm not on the side of affirmative action. I think it's stupid. I think it's real, real dumb. I'm personally not rocking with it. I would rather someone be judged off for like their hard work, their merits, what they earned. Breakfast Club sucks, bro. Breakfast Club is trash. 
they they not good at all, fam. Their opinion don't matter to me. I don't know. If people watch them still, and that's all you. Chen, uh Yeah, all right, all right. So we're getting into the meat. The meat. Yeah, let's get into some meat. Oh yeah. Cause he's gonna say probably what I, what I was thinking. There you go. Fair, man. He can watch. Like, what are you talking about? I don't vote. So if I wanna, you know, actually start looking into it, which I have been looking into it this whole time. I just didn't find nobody that hundred percent was backing. And I sit there as an independent, if I want to start getting into it even more, who are you to tell me that I can't because I didn't vote? Maybe I didn't see someone who was good for the better of the people, right? Maybe I didn't see anybody that I 100% agreed with. Like, it's too often that when it comes to voting, this is why I don't vote. It's more of the, which one is better, even though we don't agree with either, right? Window of the stairs. I don't know if I can say the actual metaphor that I've, I've grown up on. Pick your poison. That's, that's what it, it seems like, right? And it shouldn't have to be the case. You can't just choose nobody. You can choose, I'm not voting because I don't 100% agree with nobody. I don't, right? Like, I, I don't believe in like this whole system, actually. But that's just my personal belief. But if I want to go to the, the pep rallies and hear people out, right? Even go out and say my opinion. If I decide to run, for whatever tomorrow you can't tell me i'm not able to because i didn't vote for someone that i didn't believe in that sounds stupid that sounds dumb i hope they actually respond to that and actually i wrote I mean, that's what i wrote this book about i am i'm not holding myself out as some sort of model i'm actually offering myself as a self-reflection of my journey as a okay. citizen to whom this country yeah. has given much right as an adult when you have kids it changes your perspective okay 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 so so we, we've heard we've heard this part from 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 Vivek, I want to hear the part from Homeboy. Watch, bro. And I've done a lot more for my community, or just any community, right? Than a lot of these people who just voted in yellow on Twitter. I was actually in the field. I was actually doing outreach. That's a fact. Doing out as a teenager, fam. Like I was out here. So what? Did, no, that sounds stupid. You didn't vote, so you wasn't doing nothing. Like, no, 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 no. You just wanted him to vote for whoever you wanted him to vote for. You sat around and did nothing. Ooh. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let Foreman Foreman takes it from there. This Foreman's video is pretty good. He he cut he att he attacks the video in a way that I'm not attacking it right now because I, I don't want to come at it like that. I want I want to show all the all, all the reactions because again, like I said. It's not just us out here, guys. Like, if, if you really, you know, just now hitting up politics or just now, you know, kind of getting your feet wet, trying to see what's up, what we need to avoid are these black Karens. And right here, this is a perfect example of somebody who doesn't vote. He's seeing it, and even he's like, I don't like what I'm seeing. Talk about accomplishments. Let's make the accomplishments pretty simple. In high school, were you ever a class? Ugh, I hate this. I'm sorry. I, I hate the premise. I just, I really just, uh the premise bothers me. And like, you can see from his face, like, I'm just gonna go by his facial expressions. Homie ready to pop already. Like, even he's hearing this shit and he's like, man, what the fuck, lady? Like, I'm not voting. And two, let me just ask, because I know you mentioned earlier, you don't want to sit around at the debate and talk about accomplishments. Let's make the accomplishments pretty simple. In high school, were you ever a class president or <laughs> take any leadership role? Because your opponent did, Chris Christie. He was the class president. So oh my gosh, that's the qualifications. Was you class president in high school? No. I turned it down every single time. 
every single because it was a joke. But if you ask me if I took leadership roles, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Like, of course, because I, I don't like taking orders. So like, but what does you mean that that's the qualification? Was you the high school president? Wow. So we just lowering the bar here. It's just, it's just we lowering it on all that in the military. Uh, you only got to do five female push-ups. It's going to be, the, I, I don't know if that's going to actually be the case. But word and shit is they're lowering the standards for military joint. Now to, to be president or to run just for office, you got to, was you president in high school? No, that, that, that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Shut the fuck up. I know that was you. I ain't even got to look. I should send your ass back to Crenshaw P with his hot ass coat hangers, bitch. Would you like that? <laughs> Straight crazy. <laughs> I like the break. That was cool. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So I think I think this is gonna be gold right here. I'm gonna give it we'll give it ten seconds. Let's check it out. Right, they're very racist, okay? They're they're, they're the most racist people in this country. I was okay, born in this country, and I'm proud. No, of that. That, no, That's... I know you were born here in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio. You, you mentioned my... no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Right. No, you did not. No, you didn't. Yeah, you no. assumed this man was bought over here. Right. He's off the boat. <laughs> That's what she thought. I'm parents saying your parents were immigrants. Said, my apologies. Yeah, that's all right. You said your parents brought you over to this country. I yeah, my apologies. That I mean, they were immigrants, but let's they not go down the water. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's not go because you know, let's not make corrections. Let's not correct my my statements that were clearly wrong. Let's. I just want you to just ignore that. Do you see how this works? You see how these wokies move. You say something that's wrong, and then when he's trying to address it, he lets you get all of that off. Let him respond. No, no, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Get your corny ass. Why you got to be so nasty? Mm. Why you got to be so nasty, fam? Mm. Mm. He said what Homegirl was saying a minute ago. You nasty woman, you're being rude. You're being rude, dude. Like, it's not even cool. Look, look, look. look. I'm, I'm going to get it right there. <laughs> Damn, bro. She hate him. She has a clear disdain for this man. For what? Right? Is it, is it just his opinions? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just, just the opinions. Then they get, they got to acting like that. Mm, I think they... I seen yeah. it too. In her ear, tell her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to find. I want to find that that part where where Envy pops in because Envy pops in on the video that that uh, Foreman did. So when Foreman did the video, and this is kind of what I'm looking at in the in the theme, I'm looking at Foreman's video. <laughs> I want that. I want the face palm moment. That's funny. <laughs> Let's go. Just heard is that everything is about you. And to be honest with you, this is just a PR campaign, sir. To be honest with you, and I think your move, you're trying to go first. So when he was doing the the healthcare stuff and actually helping, that's that's so stupid. Him leading his businesses into doing the healthcare work that could save probably plenty of people. I would have to look into it more. That's just about him. All right, this person is is like should not even be allowed. 
to be asking questions. This is why you shouldn't go to every interview, every panel. People are going to say whatever they will. I don't care about being interviewed by somebody that like disagrees with me. But when someone has a clear disdain and says, I'm, I came here to prove a point and I'm just going to do it. And they are bad at it. They don't even know how to debate. They don't know how to let you actually answer a question. The host are going to say that you're being defensive because you want to clarify and answer a question. Someone can be clearly wrong, even admit to you that, yes, I messed up. And then the host is still going to say, don't, why are you so defensive that she made up something about your history and just try to get that out when you're in the election and running on it? Why would you be so offensive? Why are you so, why are you so defensive? <laughs> Charlemagne, you, you want to, Go there. I'm t- if I was there, I'd have been like, Charlemagne, we, there's a whole lot of things we could talk about. Actually, <laughs> there's a whole lot of you want to go there, Sha- Charlemagne. There's things that I that you've never addressed, especially with pushback. You want to go there, Charlemagne? We can have a real conversation. And then when you try to change the subject, I'm going to ask you, why are you being so defensive? It's because you, you know, right? You know what's up, DJ Envy. <laughs> we we could talk about the lack of masculinity in society and how yeah. how your woman is doing you. Like, yeah. ooh, she even putting out books telling people that you couldn't satisfy her for years. No, I'm not. Right, that was married since y'all was teens. Right, right, right. All the way up to your thirties, you you wasn't doing. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of thought I'd like this guy's videos. <laughs> I'll do it here. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'll do it here. I, I, I will subscribe. <laughs> I, I will like. I will share. I will subscribe. <laughs> nah, he's cool. This cool. This cool. Nah, he, he, he cool. He cool as fuck. BX Beast. What? Hold on. BX Beast Boy Extra. That's tight. All right, Beast Boy. Beast Boy was cool on Teen Titans, too. I ain't even gonna lie. But uh, he's getting added to the Data Dump, too. So if y'all wanna check out his whole video, you can check that out on the Data Dump. No one knows about it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's get into the Stevie Knight, though. Hey, I wanna see what Stevie Knight say. Stevie Knight crazy. <laughs> Stevie Knight's crazy. So yeah, let's get it in. Check it out. Stevie Knight's fucking intro is fire, too, dude. Man. Telling you, just say. Stevie, you gotta like stop doing this to me, bro. Running for president, man. He pulled up on Breakfast Club with Charlamagne the God and DJ Envy and some other girl, and pretty much it was like a damn ambush. I I just want to key on just the disrespect that was displayed during the conversation. There was nothing professional about it, dog. It just made the Breakfast Club look weak. It made those involved look weak and it made Vivek look dope. Regardless of you know where you align and, and who you're gonna vote for, or if you even if you even care about politics, it's beyond that. They tried to make Vivek Ramaswamy look bad and they made themselves look terrible, bro. So um the, the interview is like 40 minutes long. I can't I'm not gonna Go through all that, man. It was just some points I wanted to highlight here that really got my attention. That, that um, you know, I gained a lot more respect for Vimit Ramaswamy and how he handled the the nonsense they put him through. So let's check it out. Um, explain to me your position. While she's talking, he he's normally pretty good. Yeah, he'll go full screen. So we're just gonna we're gonna catch. There you go. So we're we're gonna we're gonna catch the moment. DJ Envy's being real whack. Just like everybody be saying, okay, look, look, let me, let me, let me talk some shit. 
So if you're still with me, appreciate you. Thank you. That's the new wrinkle on the brain. We do it all. I'm trying to really show you again, like, it's almost like I'm just holding your head, like, let me just fucking show you some shit. But I mean, nah, for real, for real, like, this is, this is big stuff. This is big. This is really, really important because what's happening right now, again, like I mentioned, there's a group that's completely against anybody that doesn't agree with the group. That group ain't good. That group that's like, well, if you don't agree with me and you don't answer my questions the way I want you to, nah, your PR, I'm done with you. This dismissive bullshit, bro. This I'm done with you type shit. Yo, real talk. I don't know where this black Karen gets that bullshit from, homie. And what's even worse is like I mentioned, y'all already heard it too. You heard it yourself. She's asked the same question like four or five times and shit. What did you do in high school? Where what, what did you student president? What did you do? Bitch, you asked the shit seven times. The motherfucker answered seven times. And he, he answered a thousand times, bitch. <laughs> like, like, yo, like what the fuck? Like it's just like you kept at it. Like she just she stayed nasty and dirty about it. That's what pisses me off. You know, CNN can pull whatever they want. Every now and then, I hear some shit about MSNBC and Joy Reid would do some 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 something similar to become a we're black victims and we need to make sure that we stick together because we're black victims. I'm done with that victim shit. It really, really the way she talks. I'm done. Let, let me just let me just position on the civic duty voting. Sure. So my position is, I think that every kid who graduates from high school should know the minimums about the country that we require an immigrant to know about the country in order to become a citizen. So there's a test. My mom had to pass it. Every immigrant has to pass it to this country that asks you some basic questions. What are the three branches of government? What branch of government does the U.S. president lead? Some basic questions about what is the Bill of Rights? I think that if we're going to ask immigrants to pass that test, as we should, I think every 18-year-old who graduates from high school should have to pass that as well, because young people, it goes back to that issue of pride, you don't value a country that you don't know something about. You don't value something you inherit. You value something you have a stake in creating, in building, or knowing something about. So, so how do we think big about this? Well, young people, as I told you, most of them, very few of them vote as it stands today, super small numbers, and apparently 60% of them say they would rather give up their right to vote than give up TikTok. Well, I say, all right, let's take that to the next level. How about we do something that raises the voting age from 18 to 25, but you still get to vote at 18 mm -hmm. if you just pass that same civics test that an immigrant has to pass in order to vote. And tests aren't for everybody, so so be it. Then you at least serve in the military or a first responder role for six months. <laughs> That's my civic duty voting proposal. Nick, our camera guy, do you know the three branches of the Nick federal government? Nick is over 24, so it don't but, but, matter. But, but I'm just saying, but nobody knows they're 24. Red, do you know the three branches? Exactly. Well, not, well, I got to Just because your ass don't know it don't mean nothing. You're thinking about self-interest and in the, in the fact that you are ignorant of common knowledge amongst... I don't even know if there's a majority now, bro, because... Right now, Americans are dumb. They're not aware. They don't know what the hell's going on in the world outside their little TikTok and Instagram bubble. That's a really ignorant thing to say. Just because you don't know it means nothing. Judicial, executive, legislative. And then the crazy thing about it too is that it's just it's an American thing, bro. You go outside, you go outside of the states and ask other countries about what's going on in America. They know more about what's going on in America than the common American does. That's a problem. And regardless if if 
if you believe if you uh agree with Ramaswamy's proposal or not, man, it would definitely require Americans to become more knowledgeable on what's taking place in America. This type of proposal, this type of way of thinking would definitely get people up to par knowledge wise of where they need to be to, to make America great again because you, re you really know what's going on and if you know what's going on you care about it instead of all this toxic social media shit they posting they got us distracted about the damn submarine when they're about the damn sell fake meat to everybody they ain't talking about that bro there's so much other I i'm going on a tangent bro but like i just thought that was an ignorant statement to make and you got a big ass platform like that you're just making people that much dumber by by relating to what you saying because i'd imagine a lot of the listeners probably align with the, with what dj mb said because they don't fucking know it since i don't fucking know it then it's a problem are you willing to take a test with me quickly because i just have a couple of questions for you oh i hate this part sorry <laughs> i'm not gonna put you through that bullshit again all right uh we'll stop it right when yeah right before he comes in right here so kind of give it a little context so at least we know what she said because she says the same dumb shit several times. But uh, when she when she's done saying this dumb shit, I want to hear what Stevie Knight said. Because Stevie Knight is probably going to knock it out the park. He's cold with these one-liners, too. So hold up. You've sat around for, and, and sir, I'm being as respectful as I possibly can. Please don't take anything uh, and, you hard don't just, and you don't even yeah, have to And you don't even have to Her saying you sat around is being disrespectful because he definitely did not sit around. The guy is running for president you can't just sit around and be in that position she's being condescending and disrespectful and she knows she's being disrespectful because she just said please don't take anything to heart because you you're 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 intending on being disrespectful so you've been sitting around in the country that my ancestors built for about 20 years uh you're uh, sorry i hate that part too yes thank you thank you he pops in quick Thank you, Stevie Knight. Watch, watch. I hope he, boy, get him. Man, water. let's not go down the water hole. Bitch, you said it. He holding you accountable. He trying to correct you. Anybody let you and just, sit, just sit here and disrespect him? Telling falsehoods? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's not, let's, let's not talk about what I just said that's incorrect. Let's focus attention on this bullshit I'm about to say to you right now. I'm trying to correct a couple facts. And then the other thing you is... You were born here in Ohio. I was born... My God, I'm telling you, like... Her interview is so bad. Like, it's so bad. So bad. Okay. It's so bad. Stevie and I had to look. Stevie and I grabbed his head. Hold on. Do it. Yeah. So I'm not, not serve, talking about I've not served the country. Because that means nothing to me. You do, you do what I'm talking Because that means nothing to me, bro. It's just like that. That's so trash, bro. That's so trash, dog. To to on this man's accomplishments, he's serving in medicine, saving lives, right? It's children's lives, adult lives, giving these people better quality of life. But she's talk, talking about more of the self-interest type of thing. I'm a veteran. I served, but you don't serve for free, right? You don't serve for free. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, there's a bunch of benefits that attract civilians to enlisting in the army you ain't doing it for free you're getting paid gi mm -hmm. bills mm -hmm. all types of perks this that mm -hmm. and the third you're doing that because you want to serve your country then do it for free then holla i'm with him look i like that face too look you see that face you making Bam, i'm gonna do the same thing no for real because i mean look the only reason i'm trying to be like let me show you this like i'm grabbing your head 
I'm telling you. People out here got the game fucked up. People out here really do believe we're so stupid. Not only the black culture, but hip hop culture. They believe the the young the youngsters out here. They believe that we're all stupid just because we're young or we're into shit that's young, like hip hop, like like urban rap, like Breakfast Club, things like that. This is not being done. This is not being done in in good faith. Off top, we already know that. We already know. This lady was not coming into the interview to be nice about it. She came into it to say, look, you don't agree with me, I'm out. She already had that in her head. And if that's happening, I don't even know why the interview went as long as it did. And because it went as long as it did, we're going to go back to, oh, girl, watch this. What's this right here? God, I, 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 need, I need him to fix his face real quick. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I, need, I need my homie to fix his face. I was like, yo, you got to fix your face, bro. Um, but no, seriously, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let homegirl take it over one more time because she does such a good job addressing what he just talked about with military service because she makes this whole thing about service so grandiose, but she doing it on purpose though. You know what I'm talking about? And from a black woman to recognize what this black woman is doing, I really do appreciate that. So for real, for real, the standard of truth podcast. Check her out. Outlook. Y'all see me. I'm doing it live right now. Subscribe. Liked it. I'm going to save it too. I might even download it. But now I'm going to put this in the data dump so y'all can check it out too. So anybody who wants to watch the whole thing in its context, you certainly can. But Homegirl about to say something wild right here. Y'all need to understand. We being played with, okay? When I say we being played with, everybody else sees it too. I ain't by myself. I ain't over here crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Y'all need to understand. They sectioned it off already. They already did the sectioning off. They already did that. You can't be here. You can't talk about that. And like she's saying, well, if you if you aren't student president in high school, you can't run for president. You stupid mother. What the fuck? Anyway, let, let me let me. Jesus. I mean, this is the perfect demonstration of a person that simply just doesn't know when to bow out of a conversation. <clears throat> right? She's unwilling to reason. She can't think in proper categories and she doesn't even get the hint that this man is trying real hard to be gracious to her. But the more you talk, the more she talks, the dumber everyone else in the room around her is getting. Hear me clearly. Military service is honorable. I love, I love our veterans. I respect what they have done and the, the, the positions that they have served in this country. But let's stop the cap for a second, okay? Let's just be honest. Very few people who join the military do so out of a completely selfless motive and a desire to simply serve the country. How do we know this? We know this because when you take away all the benefits, let's just, let's just snap our fingers take away all the military benefits, and let's see how many people are going to voluntarily go to serve this country. First of all, most of the blacks, they, they have no patriotic, they have no patriotism in them, in, in, not in their little pinky finger. Why hold up, hold up. I want you to say that one more time because I don't think they heard you when you said that because I promise you, you're right. Do it one more time, please. How do we know this? We know this 
Because when you take away all the benefits, let's just let's just snap our fingers, take away all the military benefits, and let's see how many people are going to voluntarily go to serve this country. First of all, most of the blacks they they have no patriotic, they have no patriotism in the, in in not in their little pinky finger. What? Now I will say this. Side note. I, as a, what would be considered a military brat, I was able to walk around multiple bases in the world, not just in America, in the world, okay? When, uh, being in Ramstein Air Force Base, 1989, there is still a story that stands to this day of, I do believe it, it's in security. If you're in the security, in the security group for Ramstein Air Force Base, because it's a joint base now, but before it was a joint base, there was actually a rule that was done because of me, and I ran out on the airfield, you know, I'm three, two, two, three years old, little kid running out there. Our group was uh, doing like a, a daycare or whatever, and the daycare had gone to the airfield for an air show. So after the air show, we were supposed to get on the bus and leave or whatever. I didn't get on the bus because I'm crazy. So my little crazy ass is over here running around the airfield and shit. Dude, yo, bravo, bravo, the uh, pilots and uh, air traffic controllers that were there that day because they shut it down. <laughs> they shut it down. They made all the planes do circles. <laughs> and while they're doing circles, I'm like chasing the planes on the ground. Yeah, running around all stupid. They're chasing me. I didn't know that. Dude, I'm out there on the fucking flight line getting chased by, like, MPs. It was crazy. Uh, but, I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's, like, security. You can't do that shit. <laughs> like, of course, of course. after GTA 5, there's more security now, of course, because people are dumb, way dumber than I am. But, I mean, you know, just as a random kid, I just ran around, right? And, I mean, my mom had TRICARE. Like, if you understand health insurance... And you say the word TRICARE at any doctor's office, not only do their dicks get hard, but yo, they might bust in it. Like, they might, like, legit, you have TRICARE, you say. You know, just all the, you know, just the real, just that that wet, you know. Uh, But I mean, (laughs) but I mean, when that, because, okay. TRICARE as an insurance is so, so good. These doctors and doctor's offices that probably don't make a whole lot of Medicare and whatnot, when they see the words TRICARE, yeah, you're getting treated different, 100%. Not just because you're a military service member. You could be retired. You could have been doing a desk job at a local, uh, uh, like at, at a very small base near you, you know what I'm saying? Like where the fuck you are in the world, like in the world, by the way. Um, there's people in Guam that have never been in real service to the world. They've never gone and fought a war. But if you're stationed in Guam, guess what? You're typing up papers and sending faxes. You get paid about fifty, seventy thousand to send faxes. Do you know how much 70000 goes for in Guam? Holy shit. Fun fact. You're a rich son of a bitch if you got more than 50 k 
in Guam, okay? So in 1980s and 1990s, when I was there, when I was around that shit, there were people who came back from Guam, cars you've never seen before. You guys love Skylines now, huh? Yeah, Nissan Skyline, kind of a not a, a name you've you've known recently in the last 10 years. You're a fucking liar. Guess what? I saw the shit when it was brand fucking new. And these people who were in the military were buying these brand new cars, brand new, off the lot cash. Don't play with me, dude. To sit there and, ex- and like assume, oh, I got into the military to serve my country. You lying piece of shit. You just get told that shit on Memorial Day, so you felt some type of way. Here's the kicker. There's a lot of motherfuckers that did military service and didn't do a goddamn thing. I know people who literally got dishonorably discharged and still run around with every piece of gear they ever got. And they got the backpack on and shit, you know. You're a veteran. Hey, uh, happy veterans day. You know, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah. Yeah. My service. Thank you. This is a PTSD. The dude never did anything. Like th- I promise you, there's a lot of cats out there like that. And I'm not talking about every person who served. I know several who were on the front lines, several who were in the army, really, really shooting at combatants, like really delivering fire back. That's a completely different conversation. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the secretary that ain't ever did shit. I'm talking about the the uh, 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 medical motherfuckers that actually never went fully live. You know what I'm talking about? You were labeled as active, but you never actually left your base. You were you were inactive, homie. Like you were active by paper, which is tight. That's cool. So that means you got a that means you got a pay raise. Now, what people don't understand who are not military, I'm just gonna go ahead and spill the beans real quick. As soon as you go active, what can you do? Yeah, that's right. You can retire with disability. Disability payments usually can waver between 50 to 75%. If you get 100%, that means literally whatever you made in the military, that payment follows you forever and you can still go get another job and you don't lose that money. So if you like were even honorably discharged because of a medical issue on base, let's make it crazy. You fell off a tank because you're a tank guy. You fell off a tank, fucked your legs up. You never went into service. You actually weren't active, but you did it during an active period. Ha! That's the caveat. I promise you there's cats out there that ha- this happened to, uh, sorry, Ryan Little. But I mean, there's a lot of people who this may have happened to where you get injured, you're unable to serve, but it's during an active war period where your team may have been activated, meaning you were about to go overseas. If you incur an injury before that, you have a a, a discharge order, which can be possible. Or if you're able to heal, get back on the field, fuck it. You heal, go back out there. You know, there's the David Goggins of the world, man. There's the guys that, like, try to be in the SEALs over and over and over and over. And, I mean, yeah, you can be in the Navy. You can be in the Navy all day. Who gives a fuck? But if you want to be a Navy SEAL, holy shit, you mean the hardest training in the world but that hard training also means you get injured during that time people are still getting paid do you understand me getting paid stupid good money this is okay that job pays more than a ranger most people who are who are uh, uh army they know if you're an army you're infantry you're you're 
you're shooting guns, you're first guy, right? What if you don't want to be the first guy? No one wants to just run in the war. It's terrible. What if you can be the ranger? So you be the ranger, right? You jump out of a plane, parachutes, cool shit, fucking cool gear. Yeah, you get all the cool guns. You get the really, really cool guns, the really cool training, and you get to jump out of planes. Sounds pretty cool to me. You, Everyone's watched Joe Rogan. Everyone's seen the Andy Stump videos. The flight, the, the fucking flying squirrel suit. Dude, that shit came from a ranger. That was a guy that was in the Rangers for the for America and doing to war so many fucking times. He's like, you know what? If I can just glide in, I'd be all right. That's how ballsy that guy got at jumping out of planes. He got so ballsy, he said, fuck it. Hey, if I make this suit, you know, it moves smoothly. There's no sound. I'm not distorting air. I'm I don't have thrusters, so I'm not pushing air forward. He's just literally gliding out of a plane, hits the parachute late, which no one else would do. But by doing so, you're, again, you know, playing with the forces of gravity, and you can land fine. Like, there are several videos where he lands fine, everything's good. When things go bad, they go really bad. With that being said, you can take it one step further and become a Navy SEAL. Now, a ranger's getting paid a lot to jump out of a plane. But a Navy SEAL gets paid way, way more. And with that comes way more responsibilities. You're not just jumping out of planes. You're jumping into submarines. Now these submarines go really, really far and deep. <gasps> Who checked on the Titan deep? How did we know it was there? Guess what? They put sonar down there a long time ago. The, the, the divers that had to put in the sonar equipment next to the Titanic to make sure that if anything went down there, you'd hear it, which we do have that type of tech. Yes, it was placed during the World War II options, and they were looking for U-boats at the time. Fun fact, the whole reason we even know the Titanic is where it is is because Navy SEALs went down placing sonar radar to look for U-boats, and they accidentally found an object because the radar is so fucking good, they can literally see in 3D. No bullshit. Underwater, miles deep. And yes, fun fact, they found the Titanic by doing so. By using extremely rare sonar in the 1970s or 80s, boom, you found the Titanic. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. That's why it took so long to make the movie. Let me keep going. The military gives this service and opportunities to certain people who do want to take it to that level. Those who are doing those specialist positions specialist opportunities um really taking the military service to where they're like look i'm not going to serve i'm going to get up there and do some shit those people become your three-letter agencies that's those are your fbi agents your cia agents your uh nsb nsa f uh atf you name it you name the three-letter agency that's where they come from they come from these groups that actually took service seriously in the military most of those military service members are being misused as well. It's called a weaponization of the judiciary and a weaponization of these third-party agencies. So we know that the selective service or even specialized services within the military government have been have been confirmed to have been making political moves in which to subvert the populace, meaning... They are trying to trick you into doing what they want to because having Biden in means everyone gets paid. Biden leaves, nobody gets paid. Trump comes in, people get fired. Nobody wants to get fired. So 
when you're talking about someone who's been a legacy member of the Washington system, right in D.C., making ungodly amounts of money, if you have a Trump in there, that's a problem. That's scary. It's terrifying. Why? Because they won't get paid anymore. These are people who work for Raytheon, Lockheed Martin. These intergovernmental groups have everything to do with service if we want to go to that level. Now, military service, again, I'm not hating every member. Military service members are great. Veterans are awesome. My mom's a veteran. I love the military. Never had an issue. I'm doing well. But the question is, when she does this in this video, this Black Karen, she keeps going off over and over. Well, what did you do in high school? What did you do in, in, in uh, how did you serve without making money? What the fuck? I mean, it, it's just it, it, such a fucking shitty way to approach the interview. And again, the interview's so bad, I still have more takes on it. Like, this is not it. We're not done. We're about halfway, guys. All right. So hang in there. If you're still checking it out, thank you. Let's go. Why? Because they've been indoctrinated in a K through 12 system that's taught them to hate this country. So they don't love this country and they don't serve this country because they love it. They serve it because they want the benefits that come in exchange for their combat service. That's why they joined the military. Why do you think they have recruiters? So they can sell you on everything you're going to get in exchange for signing up. So, ma'am, you tried real. Oh, yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, recruiters. Yeah. Um, companies don't purchase recruiters when the job is good. Fun fact. Um, when you need a recruiter, it means that your job entry levels are so low. You actually have to go out and offer the job up front before the job is filled. That's what a recruiter is there to do. That's not explained to people. I don't know why, but for the military, it's literally what it is. They're trying to fill roles, fill holes. That's what they do. The recruiter goes out, fills holes, fills roles. Now, when you fill roles and holes, you start making dumb decisions. And I've met several um, recruiters. It turns out, fun fact, uh, doesn't take a lot to get in, guys. Um, if you're a certain age, you're great. Um, I've aged out, so they can't, they ain't gonna take me. But there's a there actually might be a, a way around that even. So like if you're in, even in your forties and you do want to serve your country militarily, you actually still can. And um, the space, the space force is currently taking applicants of any age. Um, I do believe they're the PT is very low. Uh, it's actually lower. It's lower than the coast guard from what I understand. Like you don't have to do a lot of water stuff, but it's more running and whatnot guns still uh but anyway um th there's just a lot to the military that i don't think a lot of people understand or have a, or are even aware of uh but yeah yeah anyway back to the anchor i love it <laughs> so, yeah, that lady on the breakfast club huh what a dumbass so hard to make you look self-serving <laughs> but i dare you to put your money where your reckless mouth is forfeit your monthly benefits that you get if any from the military your gi bill your health care your military discounts that Based on how you present yourself here, you're the one that demands a retailer to give you the military discount even when none exists. And they want to show out, well, I serve this country. You know, what kind of business is this? Y'all don't give out military discounts? Because I, you know how I know? Because I have, I'm in retail. I own my own retail store. And I got to deal with the combative uh, 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 hyena Jezebels like this all the time. They come in demanding 
demanding. They want to double dip. They want you to give them the world. They're, they're, the, they're just problematic. They come in with an attitude, problematic out the gate. So let's see you do it, right? Let's see you give away all of your benefits just so you can stand on some moral high ground because I serve. Girl, sit, sit down somewhere. Anyway, when in high school, here, here's a point that I need to drive home as it relates to this ignorant argument that she's attempting to make. And she knows this. And if she doesn't, I don't, I don't know. But when you're in high school, everyone who's has, who has a good college counselor or parents who want to make sure that their child builds a star-studded resume, they know that it is important for their child to do community service, right? To have some sort of part-time job. And I think that's where I'm going to, yeah, that's where I'm going to cut her. So Uh, once again, amazing, amazing presenter. I mean, her, her podcast is awesome. The standards of truth, the standard of truth podcast. I mean, her take here is just phenomenal. So I'm not going to, not going to take any more from her. If you want to check her out, you can do so. She's been saved in the data dump that no one knows about go ahead and check it out if you want to or if you are down or if you are not scared of what's being around let's get back to mr stevie knight do it for free you ain't no better this is all an agenda a bullshit ass agenda trying to trying to call this man out make him look bad when you're making yourself look sad because there's no merit there's no credit there's no credibility there's no honesty in this conversation whatever you did in medicine you made millions off making medicine and that means nothing to me so all the lives that you say all the lives you made better all that because you ain't serving the army i'm better man get your tired ass out of here bro and that's stevie knight bro that's stevie knight like even he was in the military he served he did what he had to do you know what I'm talking about? I want to say it was cop too. But um, there you go. Black conservative perspective. He's going to go ham. So we heard some of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it from right here. Because she's crazy. People who want to be in politics just for the glam of being in politics, just to say, hey, well, I just want to be in office, right? That to me is sketchy. Okay? Because when it comes to being a politician, you want people who are serving not because they want to serve, they're serving because they feel like they need to serve, okay? Because they feel like their country needs them. They don't necessarily want to do it, it's because they need to do it. And I think that is a big appeal of somebody like Trump because a lot of people look at Trump and say, well, he didn't have to run for president of the United States. He could have continued to be Donald Trump and continue to make money, his brand would not be basically destroyed. I mean, that's basically what he's done. He's destroyed his brand in the public eye uh, in his pursuit to become president of the United States. All that would still be alive and well had he not run for president. Running for president has actually hurt Donald Trump financially. And that's why a lot of people look at Trump running for president and say, well, you know, I respect that because most people in his position wouldn't do it. But obviously he ran because he felt the need to run. Okay, same thing with Vivian Ramaswamy. He's running because he feels the need to run. Not because it's a PR thing, not because he needs this to get rich or to make more money. He's already done all those things. His life would be better if he didn't run for president. He wouldn't have to sit through these stupid interviews <laughs> from people like this woman asking these stupid questions. So if you're only gonna count government service, 
You're absolutely right. No, my government right. service, okay. student council in the eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth. Were you yeah. a leader? Did you did you do anything to rally anybody? Did you fight for better lunch? I did in the sixth grade with Miss Harris. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about government. I can go all the way back did from the fifth grade every lunch? every year, sir, because people who are in service to this country, mm -hmm. if you're going to go around saying you want people to believe in this country that I signed up to mm -hmm. die for, then I want to make sure that you're holding that same standard. So not government, not political. Let's not get it confused. Yeah. I'm saying, have you did anything of service that we can point to to say he is a good leader like Chris and I'm not even a fan of Chris Christie yeah. but he was the student council president in high school that so, doesn't mean you're a good leader <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a good leader that just means you got people to vote for you in high school okay that doesn't mean you're a good leader this man has started multiple companies again he's created life-saving therapies according to him I don't understand how you don't see that automatically as an example of good leadership <laughs> this woman she's delusional bro you're not qualified to be the host of this show Right. What qualifies you to be the host of this show? Because clearly it seems to me that you're not qualified to do this. OK, so have you done anything of service besides yourself that has not benefited yourself? It's just a simple question. Oh, my God. So I the acts of service that I have performed are small, so small that I don't even want to talk about them to boast. But yes, have I volunteered for this country? Yes, I have. I've always so been like, interested well, in health care. It's okay to Bethesda talk about the small North, things. I mean, these are small things, right? But thank you. No, well, just, let's just yeah. mention so, 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 the hospital. really a no? No, it's not a no. It's just something I don't like boasting about. I, I volunteer. Well, we're not boasting. We're, yeah. It's an uh, interview. So you're boasting on your vision and everything Look, else. I think you boasted on the millions of dollars that you made. So let's just throw it out. So in sixth grade, I'll give you an example. I'll help you out. In sixth grade, Miss Harris Miss Harris was slapped. Let me give you an example because maybe you're confused. In the sixth grade, Miss Harris was snatching papers from everybody in the classroom. So me as a 10-year-old, I went to the principal and said, I'm tired of Miss Harris snatching papers, and I'll organize the students around getting Miss Harris to stop snatching papers. Now was part of the motivation was that's actually what allows you to get into a good college when you graduate. Is right. you want to so check the about, box of community so service? So it was about you. So, so there was, was about so, so there's a, that, and I'm admitting that in a way that very few other people do. But I got to be honest about it. That was a big part of why I did it. Yeah, it I was about self, and I'm going to be honest, and, and, and I'm going to give it back to the guys. If, if I'm going to be honest about it with you. Yep. Leadership is not about self. I agree so with you on I, that. I what I just heard, that. what I just heard, is that everything is about you. And to be honest with you, this is just a PR campaign, sir. To be honest with you, and I think your move, you're trying to go further to the right because you want the Republicans to accept you as a as a man of color. And I think the only way you think you can do that is to be so extreme. I, I appreciate uh, your with opinion your, with your positions, and I think you need to do a little bit more work in, in service. I'll give it back to you guys. This woman is this is a clown bro this she should be fired for this right she should be fired this is the most unprofessional thing i've ever seen in my life like he he answered your question okay and and you're mad because of, oh well he 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 admitted that he did it you know to help him get into college the same reason a lot of people volunteer right and, i mean i mean why did you join the air force you didn't join if they weren't paying you would you join the air force would you join the military if you didn't get paid if you didn't get some benefit out of it, would you have done it? Probably not, okay? The primary motivator for people to do a lot of good things in the world is because they get something out of it, right? But some of the worst people in the world are the people that pretend like they're doing things for other people or solely for other people's benefit when they're actually really doing it for themselves, okay? And then they want to sit on that high horse and try to pretend like they're holier than everybody else because they've done so much service. But the reality is that they've done the service for themselves simply for the purpose of being able to brag about it and to pretend like they're better than everybody else because they did it. To me, that sounds like the reason why this woman joined the military, right? 
<laughs> Since we want to extrapolate what people's motivations are for their service, hey, why don't I just why don't I just come to the conclusion that you join the military simply so you can say you join the military and then you can, you know, uh, give everybody else a hard time for not doing as much service as you did. It's ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. Let me, let me ask because she asked me a question, uh -huh. and then uh, and then you guys said you wanted to hear a response. But I think I heard an expression of opinion. So just I want to make sure you're all done before I respond to it. No, just wanted to say that even then I would still want you to point out even at the yeah. hospital something that you did that that made you stand out on when actually taking a leadership role. But you you already answered it. You said yeah. you did it because it was a motivation to get in college. Exactly. Which and, means and it was I'm about being very you. honest about that. But I'm, well, everything's I'm, about so everything has been about you. So as me, a veteran, let me as tell a veteran, you something. I appreciate it's very this. hard for me to follow leaders that that make everything about them. So you might want to work on that because it's a lot of veterans and Republicans. So you might want to work on that on that talking point and maybe do some volunteering while you're on the campaign trail i'm going to give it back to um charlemagne and Envy. yeah I, 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 once i want to be respectful want to make sure you got everything you wanted to on the table before i before but, i, I respond if, if this was just go us ahead. we would okay. be a lot well, you guys table. tell me i'm, I'm the guest on your ahead, show you tell ahead, me when, ahead, when ahead. i'm good to speak go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. you sure mm -hmm. you sure about that if we're, if we're good yeah, we're sure. so i think there's a different worldview that we have and i think the worldview is how one actually makes contributions in a country. I do not believe that there's a separate category of just if you're serving the country and then if you're acting in self-interest, that that's somehow sinful or wrong. I reject that vision. To the contrary, I think capitalism is the best system known to man to lift people up from poverty. I deeply respect and I thank you for your service to this country. I'm grateful for it. I haven't served the country in the way that you have. But I think the way you get ahead in capitalism, how did I develop a multi-billion dollar biotech company? It was by developing medicines that save poverty. people's lives. A lot of people say capitalism causes poverty. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree with that. I think that capitalism demands that you provide something to someone that helps them more than you're actually charging them for it. That's the only way. That's the a tried business and true model, sir. That's it not is a business service. model. It's not, I'm not that's saying not it's service. I'm saying it's but having see, an impact on as society. As an elected official, is service. That's the disconnect that's right. so that you're now, missing. That so now I'm moving you. on to now I'm moving on to there are phases of our lives where we do different things. Well, you're been, moving straight all the way up to president of the United States. You know, I don't Let's view it as a hierarchy. First. I don't view it as a hierarchy. I don't believe in hierarchies. The hierarchy well, is the well, way the bureaucracy the works. I don't believe in So we have a difference in opinion. You also don't believe in service, and that's where we're having a disconnect. I disagree with you on that. I just disagree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, dude, you see how disrespectful they was to this guy? I mean, for no reason. The hostility is just, it's simply because he's a so-called person of color and he's not a Democrat. So you got this woman who thinks she's holier than thou because she served in um, the military. She thinks she's better than everybody else. Trying to tell this man that, well, you haven't done enough service to be president of the United States. It's just, it's, it's down, I mean, it's just, it's disrespectful. It really is. But again, kudos to Vivek Ramaswamy for how he handled this because he could have definitely went off the rails, right? He he could he could have got mad. He could have went off on her and he would have been justified for doing it considering her tone. First, she assumed that the guy was an immigrant, right? Clearly her service <laughs> has educated her on, you know, basic civics. But anyways, um, that and then she tries to say that, well, you ain't served the country enough. Who are you to judge how much somebody served the country or or if they've served the country enough to be president of the United States? 
It's ridiculous. It really is. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, most importantly, share a black conservative perspective. Peace. Thank you, Greg Foreman. Appreciate you. Nah, like built in a modular. Oh no, no, no. You're you're being safe for another day. Go away, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> no Jordan Peterson tonight. Sorry. Sorry. No down. Um, I think this is one of the last ones I had. Oh, no, this is actually the Cool. So we'll do this one. All right. So we can move on. Okay. <laughs> we can finally move on because, oh my God, the interview is so bad. Uh, to, uh, just, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, gotta shake it off a little bit, right? I'm gonna, gotta get rid of that, that nasty feeling. Um, we could choose a lot of things, but we're gonna do UFOs today. <laughs> um, and here's why you know Stephen Greer we've done a lot of him and I've done Stephen Greer before but what I like is what I'm hearing now and I, I think they kind of jumped over a couple things here early Um, we go over a lot of the background that we already understand so if you checked out Stephen Greer before you don't need the first 14 minutes if you have not heard of who this man is if you don't know who Stephen Greer is and you've never heard of him before Please check out my episode. Uh, I do believe it was two podcasts ago. There's like like two episodes back where I talk about disclosure. He comes up a lot. We'll talk more about Stephen Greer here soon. But you can always check out the video here on Redacted. Redacted is awesome. I'm already subscribed, so don't give me shit about it. But uh, yeah, Redacted is pretty awesome. They're out of out of US. So that's the RT version. This is the US one. They've been around around the same amount of times, so and I do have a lot of subscribers. Uh, Stephen Greer comes on here, and he does some big stuff. So to shake off that fuckery we just got from a black Karen, let's go ahead and do some UFO stuff. Let's go. Issue going on, and has passed out of committee an amnesty bill that we've been asking for since Clinton was president in 1994. Now that's big news. Because what does that mean? It means that we've we've recommended and they've accepted that there be a period of amnesty that the very high value whistleblowers that may have done criminal activities. And we're talking in one case, chairman of a Fortune 100 company that's reached out to me, that they could come forward without criminal prosecution or seizure of their assets if they come clean and if they disclose fully and honestly. Now, the reason we need to do that is we, an eye for an eye is going to leave the whole world blind. If you go to, if you hit the nuclear button on this, your adversary, the government, the government of the United States, Great Britain, and every other country, this group has them outgunned in terms of technology. So you have to do this in a way that's very careful. There are very good people in that illegal black world that want to come out of the cold. I'm working with them. Yeah, and they're, and good, of they're them, good people. And a number of them have been, you you featured in your most recent disclosure. Um, yes. Very good, very good people who've come forward. I, I, I can think of, well, oh, just courageous. Eric Hecker. Yeah. yeah, Eric Hecker, for instance, mm -hmm. who's going to be a guest here on the show, who worked for Raytheon, was in Antarctica, yeah. and was witnessing mm -hmm. some pretty remarkable things in, in Antarctica. I think it's so important what you just said. We've been hitting this drum on our show for, for a, a couple of years now which is, okay. please don't be distracted. Yes, there are aliens. Yes, there are UFOs. There's reverse engineering of extraterrestrial craft. That 
is the case, right? Would you say emphatically 100% that is the case? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But the dominant thing that people see is the stagecraft. The yes. Host. So now so, they're fooled see, by that. And so there's the trick right there. And that's, I, yeah, I really, really, really want to hit on this. And so for people watching this right now who might say, ah, oh, this is a distraction and, and, you know, and, and this is the, this is the problem right here. What you just hit is the nail on the head for everyone to pay attention to, to not, what you call it a limited hangout. There, that that's what we're experiencing here a psychological operation right, right. sure absolutely it's a psyop and it's designed uh look you know jock valet dr valet who's been involved with this since the 70s and whose uh advice led to the creation of close encounters of the third kind by steven spielberg that movie which was actually a docudrama actually right because dr j allen hynek a project blue book was one of the chief advisors and opened up files uh, for, for Mr. Spielberg. But I think that, you know, he has admitted, although he, he's afraid to turn it over, that he has a document from 1985. And we can prove this. It's in an entry, in a log entry in his book from 1992, that he is in possession of a top secret document from the CIA describing the abduction of peasants, as they were called, in Brazil and Argentina by the CIA using man-made ufos and fake alien looking things uh for its and i'm quoting its psychological warfare value in 1953 i have a document that was officially released to me after i briefed clinton ci director where the ci director talks about this psychological warfare value of the ufo subject people are going to have to begin to learn the nuance of this we have we're way past the point where it's like UFOs are real and there are extraterrestrials out in the universe. Now we have to deal with, yeah, that's been known for a century or the better part of a century. This is why the film we just released last week, The Lost Century and How to Reclaim It, is so important right now. And you can see it on Amazon and Apple and iTunes and wherever. Because that describes what it is that these guys have been keeping secret for 100 years. But also a very beautiful vision if we get it right. We don't do this wrongly what the world is going to look like in 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years. Because the only way we're going to make it out of the conundrum we're in now with geophysical problems, environmental problems, geopolitical, uh, you know, massive global poverty, all the crushing issues, it isn't going to be solved by, you know, regulatory edicts from governments. Right. It's going to be solved by letting these brilliant scientists and these technologies come forward for peaceful use that will transform the planet in a way that is bigger if you were to add everything that's happened since the industrial revolution began 200 years ago to now the release of this area of science and technology would be greater than all of it in the aggregate i'm just gonna pause it right there just for a moment because my boy steven greer does some amazing stuff but i think i think i think we're good i think I think this is this is where I'll give us a closure with some hope. Um, if you're still with me, thank you, because <laughs> I know this has been a long podcast. Sorry, but uh, yeah, check this out. Um, you know, we can point fingers at each other because of the roles you want. We can be angry at others because of the hard work they do and we can be envious of others because of the 
leaps and bounds in which they've made. What I've noticed over time is nothing is what it seems. And there's no such thing as coincidences. Now, I'm not a good judge of character. I will admit that. I, I, I've i never been very good as far as choosing who's trustworthy to me, who should be close, who should be not, who should I not be close to, who should I should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always seem to have that backwards and shit. It's very strange. But with that being said, I'm a very excellent judge of pattern. And I don't say I'm an uh, emulator of pattern. No, no, no. I do not emulate. No, 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 no. I judge. <laughs> I will openly tell you, man, I judge. I judge. I judge heavy. And based on the judgment I have for Stephen Greer, you know, he doesn't speak in ways that are manipulating propagandized, controlled. Some of the information he's given, true. However, he double, triple, quadruple verifies and up to this date has currently kept several people alive that were told if they were to say certain things, they would be they would be deleted, if you will. And to be deleted is heavy. We all, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers the shows on USA. It's called Burn Notice. Uh, the TV show Burn Notice goes over being deleted pretty easily because if we're all digital, being deleted, it's easy. But it's a really good show. Burn Notice is something I think everyone should check out. It definitely jives with what we're watching right now. Uh, not everybody, you know, has espionage and shoots in the middle of Miami. That might be part of the show that's fictional. <laughs> but but I think you know every like all the other I'm sorry non-fictional but I mean what what it, or, I'm sorry is a creation of fiction there you go <laughs> like the shooting is a creation of fiction but when it comes to the actions of our government towards our own spies towards our own assets towards our own researchers inventors patents patent officers. There was a time, you know, Einstein wasn't just revered. Einstein was kind of feared, you know. Uh, the U.S. government did not like what Einstein was up to. It was not beneficial for them. But I think a lot of what we're noticing now is maybe what he was saying was true. Maybe even Einstein, when he's saying, I just don't know, you know, but he's saying a lot of words. He's like, we just don't have answers for that. We don't have an uh, equation for that, you know. E equals MC squared. He wasn't done. I don't. I don't think that was his final work, man. And you know, to understand the histories of that is valuable. And I've noticed my people, black folk, things like that. We know UFOs well, dog. Like we understand what that is. We know exactly what that is. Like we've seen it forever. We we're, we're not void to the idea that something else is in the sky. I think that's also a trope and a stereotype that needs to be thrown out of the door because honestly I've heard more verifiable UFO encounters from black folk than I've heard from white folks. 
and the stuff I've heard is is extreme. But it's what's up the alley of what Stephen Greer's talking about. Like <clears throat> some of this could be man made. Some of this stuff isn't isn't celestial. Maybe it's not from this the stars and other universes. Maybe it is just us fucking with us. Now I'm gonna let him go a little further. I'll save the rest of the episode in the data dump. But I think what he's about to say here, because I kind of cut him off in the middle of the sentence, he's about to say some wild stuff again, okay? So just in case you didn't catch what I was saying earlier, I think this is very, very, very important. And this is not politics. This is my UFO shit. So please understand, disclosures already happened. But what do you do next? Let's get the answer. Check it out. Because the only way we're going to make it out of the conundrum we're in now with geophysical problems, environmental problems, geopolitical, uh, you know, massive global poverty, all the crushing issues. It isn't going to be solved by, you know, regulatory edicts from governments. Right. It's going to be solved by letting these brilliant scientists and these technologies come forward for peaceful use. That will transform the planet in a way that is bigger. If you were to add everything that's happened since the Industrial Revolution began 200 years ago to now, the release of this area of science and technology would be greater than all of it in the aggregate. Why? Because you're now addressing the actual fundamental way we live on the planet. Where is energy coming from? How do you structure your economy and social situation where every single village and individual has free energy, quote unquote, from the zero point energy field. These are massive transformations of our current situation, all to the good, unless you own the Saudi oil fields. Or the biopharmaceutical complex, right? Or the bio, <laughs> so, yeah, all of that. So all of that, know, this, yeah. this, gets into, this gets into the classic definition of the roots of fascism, and that is big, powerful financial and industrial interests hijacking the interests of we the people. Thomas Jefferson himself warned of it, the unchecked power of these sort of folks. And that was in the 1700s, right? So early 1800s. Going through your original book, I mean, this book has been, I'll hold it up here, this is unacknowledged, this is my mm -hmm. copy from bookmarked and tattered from, from many years ago. Um, the, the revelations in that book were unbelievable. When you were a young doctor, and uh, you're an ER doctor and you're, you're dealing with trauma and bullet wounds and, and all manner of trauma. What was the moment for you that transformed your life that you said, there's something bigger here and you went down this path? Well, it really, I went down that path in, in when I was a child, when I had a sighting of one of these objects when I was eight years old, uh, very close daytime. Uh, now, I mean, next week I'll be 68. So I was about 60 years ago in the 19, early 1960s, but uh, it, it ignited a lifelong interest. And then, of course, it coincided with my uncle designing and working on the lunar module, put the first man on the moon, allegedly the first man. He was dealing with jet thrusters and rockets at that branch of Grumman that became Northrop Grumman, and his whole career was at Northrop Grumman, but he wasn't read into the anti-gravity part. I mean, the, the things that were going on off book, deep black. So, um, but he very much encouraged me to get involved and look into this because he knew it was real from things you, you know, you hear things. If you're, if you're a, a, a premier aerospace engineer from the sixties, 
working on the lunar module. You, you hear things. So uh, that's why he was so supportive. He's passed away. But um, And so I, I began to dig into it. And the thing that really sort of disrupted my life, and, and not in a necessarily good way, uh, was when I was asked to brief the director of the CIA for Bill Clinton and found out that the president and he were being denied access to the project. And in fact, I later learned that Clinton had been waved off and threatened by George H.W. Bush and told point blank, butt out, this is none of your business. Now, before I go forward, since this is an awesome long podcast and you're still with me. <laughs> so if you're still with me, check this out. Real shit. Think about it. Just, just use your brain for a moment. He mentions two things. He mentions he was given data. He took it to the place he thought he should have. The person that he thought should have answers does not have answers. Even the president has no idea what's going on. However, Northrop Grumman, Boeing, and a couple other companies are definitely here in Texas. He speaks of his father being, or yeah, his is his family having worked at this airbase. At one point he says Wright Patterson. We're going to talk about Wright Patterson too, because that has a lot to do with what I'm about to say. But when it comes to Texas, here's why I want to insert it. It turns out during the same time period, there was a change in Lackland and Medina base. And these are both here within the, greater San Antonio area, which is kind of what we call uh, Military City USA. And the circle that is Military City has a whole bunch of FM roads. So it's not farm roads, but it's a bigger circle around 1604. It's very strange, but it, it exists on a map. If you look at a map right, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's two loops around San Antonio. There's a, there's an inner loop 410, outer loop 1604. These two loops are circles, literal literal highway circles around the city. There's a bigger loop. That bigger loop encompasses Camp Bullis, Medina Base, Lackland, Fort Sam Houston, Joint City Base Brooks. Uh, I want to say Fort Hood. All within the same big circle. So what happens with all these bases in one area it ties back to what he just said. I had access to the project. And in fact, I later learned that Clinton had been waved off and threatened by George H.W. Bush and told. George H.W. Bush, largest landowner of Texas. Fun fact, it turns out Skinwalker Ranch has something similar in Texas. I don't know where it is. I don't remember the city name. Here's why no one knows about it. It's on Bush's property. But the Bush family bought a gang of property here in Texas. I mean, again, one of the largest private landowners in the nation, let alone largest landowner in Texas. So obviously he owns a lot of land. Now, he just got rid of a lot of livestock. It was something so big, in fact, when the Bush family released their livestock, it was a national event. It was on the news. They were confirming that the bushes were getting out of the getting out of the uh, livestock business as a trade and a little i would say maybe within 2 months whataburger sold their stake 
of shares from Texas to a Chicago-based management company. This is something that happened about three or four years ago, right before COVID. So four years ago, before COVID, when they made this transition to Chicago, people freaked out about what's going to be happening with Whataburger. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? They didn't do much. They just managed. They just managed the website and actually just made it to where the app was working. There was an idea for an app in Texas, but it just didn't take off. When they made the Whataburger app out of Chicago, everything started working. Guess what? Now you can get your free Whataburger. Fun fact. However, here's the kicker: for a farmland owner to get rid of livestock in the amount that I'm talking about, where it's so large, so vast. You have to reach out to a third-party company outside of your state to not only complete the management process of meat transportation, but it also confirms that you don't have the infrastructure here in Texas to take over the amount of food in which is needed for people. I watch Squirrel Tribe a lot. We'll talk about her in a little bit. She's cool. Awesome. But what we do is she talks about food, and I was thinking about this myself. With Whataburger, because again, uh, what's affected near you? You know, you have to think about what's near you, what's going on, what, wh why does it seem not only has food changed in price, but it's changing quality, it's changing in in amount, quantity. It, all these things are being affected. It's very weird. It's happening all at the same time. It's happening fucking fast. There's a reason that they just unveiled the chicken bites at Whataburger. They're getting cheaper and they're making more of them like they're trying to do with McNuggets, which is really weird. Whataburger wasn't that type of company. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have been down for that a while back, but now they're doing it now. You know, now the burgers, I would definitely stick with them. Anything, their chicken, I don't know, man. I, I, I would be very careful because something's going on with the food supply in Texas. And it has a lot to do with not only the bases here, because there's tons of them in Texas, but. There's also something up with the land ownership. I, I haven't put all the dots together for this. So I don't, again, I'm, I'm maybe, I may be just, just kind of rambling here, but something's happening to where I know the HEB family and even the Bass family have a lot to do with movement of cattle, but the movement of cattle has a lot to do, which is strange. And the cities line up child trafficking. So the child trafficking is happening from, Fort Worth, San Antonio, all the way down to the coast. Why? PBR does the same thing. Not just PBR, but like the way they run cattle. Like, like cattle on a on a large mass scale needs to be moved. You're gonna have cattle, certain heads of cattle in certain areas for certain things. I can't justify why they're on an island owned by one family especially out at the coast and like the CPS offices have missing cases of kids at the coast, but they're not correlating them with the missing kids from Fort Worth. The Fort Worth kids are being found, but they're being found at the coast. It's, it's such a weird like rotation, but it seems to be following how cattle were moved and not to say we're cattle, no one would ever say we're sheeple. But something's up with what's happening in Texas because when it comes to UFO standard, you can't really get a lot of answers out of here because apparently everything seems to go to the Bush family. 
why? It's weird. Point blank, butt out, this is none of your business. Because he, George H.W. Bush was part of the committee running these projects uh, quite illegally and had been a former CIA director. Well, it goes all the way back to his his father, Prescott Bush, as well. Sure. Oh, absolutely it does. It goes all the way back. Right. Uh, Same thing with Paul Mellon. You know, we had Paul Mellon's grandson, Senator John Warner's son, uh, at our event this week, past weekend. Uh, And he very specifically Uh, said that, you know, his... Quick side note, we're, we're forgetting about Admiral Trump. So if we do get into Majestic 12, and if he does bring up names, the Trumps are there. So we know the Bush family is going to be Majestic 12, and so is Trumps. They don't like each other, bro. There, there's a, there's a, there's more than a line in the sand, man. There's a reason Trump has never touched Texas as far as real estate. There's a reason the Bushes don't touch New York as far as real estate or Florida. We don't, we don't move out of Florida. Bush is so Texan, like most Texans would be completely appalled, even if he did move or buy land somewhere else like even if we heard about like one of the like bush family a a daughter or or even you know buying land somewhere else would be very strange but with that being said why is that why again you see what i'm saying like there's just like this weird hidden battle and if we know that these two families were at the highest echelon of ufology early early because we're talking about prescott bush and vonner trump Von Trump, dude, uh, that was not the original last name for the Trumps. It was Drumpf, Drumpf, Drumpf or, Dr- or Drum, but Drumpf, the Drumpf family. I'm talking about some fucking ex fucking Germans, dude. This gets deep, dude. This His grandfather, this Paul Mellon, was one of the richest men in the world to end of World War II, went over and brought back an, uh, an anti gravity disc from Germany with Alan Dulles and George Patton. And when George Patton wanted to have this disclosed because it would benefit humanity because of the energy systems that it was using, uh, they set up an accident and killed him. Hmm. You know, made it look like an accident. When you were talking with your That's uncle. That's what happened to George Patton. Yeah. When you were talking with your uncle about this, Northrop Grumman, and uh, the disclosures and the, the revelations that you've had about the moon bases on people who've been to the moon um, mm-hmm. using these anti-gravity craft, did you ever have these conversations with your uncle about what you had then uncovered? No, because he passed away before I had folks who were firsthand, had firsthand knowledge of it. I suspected it because I knew that, I'll give you a date, October of 1954 is when we mastered gravity control, where we actually went from experimental craft that were unstable. If you look at some of the early UFO films, home films are fluttering like a leaf as they are moving. It's because they didn't have the stability of gravity control worked out from 45 to 54. October 1954, according to uh, the top secret uh, scientist at the Naval Research Labs, who was on my team for 15 years, uh, he was the top scientist there, had been in a vault and saw specifically that date is when we mastered gravity control. Now, my uncle was not read into that. And so I was rather agnostic about whether we had technologies when he was working on the lunar module that would have had that ability. But we later found, in fact, if you look at the disclosure material, 
uh, the, the one of these objects that was at the Norton uh, Air Show in 1988 that we have uh, drawings for and a witness who was there, uh, Brad Sorensen, uh, he stated emphatically that that object had been through the solar system and it was operational late 1950s, early 1960s. Ooh, I'm going to pause it right there because you know what? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to take the whole thing. I don't want to get in trouble for taking somebody else's video. But no, seriously, if you want to check out the rest of that, it is really amazing. Um, redacted gets a full hour and forty-five out of him, and I mean for him to do it or hour ten, hour ten minutes. But he does a great job. He really does uh, detail way much more than he did when he first came around, and I think at first got wind of Stephen Greer before the first Disclosure Project movie. And, you know, finding him pre-Disclosure Project was pretty important for me. It really did help me out as far as understanding what to look for, what to be aware of. But, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to split that into another video. Like, that that's going to have to be a whole another series all its own. Something just for Stephen Greer. I, I want to do something for him. I think it'd be cool. But, uh, Really, my ultimate goal is to make sure that Joe Rogan does another another interview with him. I think that's important. Like, another, he needs another chance. He he was on a long time ago, and Rogan really shrugged him off. You know, this is probably like one of the early episodes of the of the Joe Rogan podcast before they were in a studio. I think it was even pre Jamie. I want I want to say I think it was uh, Redman or no, yeah, Redman, yeah, yeah, uh, Brian Redman, Redman, no. Too bad. I don't know. Whatever. The guy that helps out Tony Hinchcliffe, that dude was there in the early, early JRE podcast. And there's a Stephen Greer episode. I might do, I think I'm going to do a review on that. You know, link that with the new disclosure stuff. Maybe do a two parter or three parter for that because it's going to be huge as fuck. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do some cool, some more stuff coming soon. Thank you guys. If you got, if someone's still watching this, oh my God, like you are awesome. If you're still just hanging in there, appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for everything you guys do. Uh, new Wrinkled Brain, that's what we do. Wrinkle it. We'll do something to it. Talk some shit. And we'll still wrinkle that motherfucker at the end. Uh, but no, for real, for, uh, appreciate, appreciate everybody out there. Thank you so much for being there. And yeah, from uh, me, BG, the host, I will go on ahead and get out of here. But I do think we, going forward, will have an amazing nation. We just need to understand that we're all together. We're all, we're not fighting each other. We just need to, we need to fight something. Uh, but yeah, we're all, we're not alone. And you are not alone either. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being awesome. And yes, if you're still checking this out, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to do, I'll do some links and whatnot. I'll, put, I'll link all the videos I was using. And yeah, <laughs> this was awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll do this one soon. Appreciate it. We